In today's show, we're live. We're on YouTube. The NBA draft is about to start. I'm going to be here talking about it. It's going to go for a long time. I'm glad you guys are here. Michael Bolton, he's somewhere. He's here. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LockedOnNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free, we are available on all platforms, and we are here... And we are live on YouTube for the NBA draft. I'm glad you guys are here. If you could share it around to people, it would be awesome. Hit the thumbs up as well. Want to break the number that we had last time in here, last year. That would be great. We've got a few little uh, graphical wrinkles. I've been spending some time working on my, not not my graphic design, because my graphic design might be bad, but in terms of just trying to manipulate some programs and do a little bit of stuff. So we'll see how it all turns out. Hopefully it doesn't screw the whole... um, Screw the whole thing up. But what we will do before we get into the draft, which is 15 minutes away, there were a couple of trades that have happened, so we might as well we might as well get into them. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we talked yesterday before my final mock draft that there was a trade sending Christos Porzingis to uh, Boston. That was true, but it wasn't the trade that we thought that was going to happen. So we've got the trade now. Christos Porzingis. Porzingis. He goes through to Boston along with two first-round picks. Washington gets Tyus Jones, the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! And the Moose, Mike Muscala, while Memphis gets Marcus Smart. I'm not going to go into huge detail about the fantasy value because I don't believe that Washington is finished. I don't believe that Boston is finished in terms of, um, what do you call it, uh, trades or moves. Um, I don't know. I don't think any of these teams are finished. But Porzingis is, I think, a better player at this point than Marcus Smart. It does change a lot about the Celtics, and their ball handling and passing is really bad now. Like, who the hell passes on this team? Derek White, really good player. He's going to be the starting point guard. Brogdon's injury sounds pretty significant. Does this mean Peyton Pritchard gets minutes? I don't know what else they do. What does this mean for the Horford-Williams-Porzingis group? I think it just means they can really reduce more what Horford does and keep a limit on Rob Williams, which limits both of those guys for fantasy as well. In Washington, well, we're going to talk about them again on the um, on the second um, on the second trade that we're going to talk about because they're just making moves all over the place. I expect Tyus Jones will start. I expect that Jordan Poole will start. We'll talk about that. But then I don't know. They've got Corey Kispert, Johnny Davis, Denny Avdia, Daniel Gafford, pick number eight. Two of those players that I just mentioned aren't going to start on this team. So before we start going, man, this is huge for Avdia. This is huge for Gafford. It might be, but the current front office doesn't have to value those guys at all. He didn't draft them. He didn't sign them. He didn't do anything for them. And there's still, you know, obviously Dylan Wright's still there. Monte Morris is still there. There's still a lot to happen with Washington. For Memphis, Marcus Smart will be, I think, pretty good this year. He'll start for Jar, And then when Jar comes back, he'll start for Dylan Brooks. So he's going to have a pretty solid role for most of the season. Let's talk about the second um, trade that did go down this morning. Chris Paul goes to Golden State. Washington receives Jordan Poole, Ryan Rollins, a 2030 protected first, which might not even convey, and a 2027 second. 
Uh, if you're in a dynasty league, Ryan Rollins is a very interesting player. A guy that we didn't get to see much play at all this year, had a, a season-ending foot injury. He's a guy that you can get at a pretty cheap price. I think I'm going to do a video of some interesting veterans, like non-rookies, that uh, have some dynasty upside coming up this week. Poole is going to have huge numbers. Now, people will say, why isn't he like Keldon Johnson, getting the number one role on a bad team, um, and that didn't work out that well for Keldon for fantasy. Poole's different because, A, he's like a 90% free throw shooter, whereas Keldon was like a 74 to 78, and it varied between being average or negative. Poole is going to be bad in field goals, but he's also going to be able to generate assists with Keldon couldn't do. Keldon could score, but he couldn't do anything else. Whereas Poole's going to hit volume threes, volume scoring, great assists, great free throw percentage on good volume. And that turns him probably, again, a lot to go under the bridge, probably around top 50, I would guess, at least minimum. As for Chris Paul, what I think this does is mean that Draymond is definitely coming back because otherwise it's there's Curry, there's Wiggins, there's Clay Thompson, there's Kevon Looney, there's Draymond Green, and there's Chris Paul. So there's six guys who could consider starters. One of those will come off the bench to begin games. Will it be Looney? Will they start Draymond at center full-time? I don't know. Will they start Paul on the bench and use him in the pool role and play him 24 minutes a night? Possibly. Or do they just switch, you know, Looney plays 20 minutes and Green plays 27 minutes at center. And we get Paul, Curry, Thompson, Wiggins as the closing group next to Draymond. So I think this takes Paul very clearly out of the top 50. Maybe out of the top 100, I don't know. But they've got a lot of different options. It's also very interesting what they do with Kaminga now because there's clearly no starting role there for him unless Draymond doesn't come back. So there's a lot of things still to happen with the Warriors. Um... Did the Wizards receive enough in those trades? I don't know. I don't know. They got all of those second round picks from Phoenix. They got those pick swaps. And I don't. I think the only one of those that might actually work is 2030, which might actually be really good. Because by 2030, seven years time, Durant's going to be done. Beal is going to be not good. Booker's going to be way past his prime. Who knows what happens in 2030? The Suns are a team that does not care about the draft in the slightest. And I'm really worried about what Matt Ishbia is doing along with old mate Isaiah Thomas. It it might work out for them this year. I'm really worried about what this team looks like in a couple of years. Are we going to have the Ishbia rule brought in to um, combat the Stepien rule? I'm a little worried about it. A little worried about it. We are getting... um, yeah, so there's a lot to happen. But the two guys in Washington, I think, that are locked in starters are Jones and Poole. Now, Jones's upside can be capped because Dylan Wright is still there. Monte Morris is still there. Uh, whether they run them as like a 28-20 combination, I don't know. And then you've got Rollins and Johnny Davis, who's not really a point guard, but these are all guards. There's a million guards. There's a lot to happen on that team. And as I said, if you've got Jones and Poole starting, that gives you Gafford at center. So then that's Kispert and Avdi at the three and the four. But the guy they pick at pick eight, is he going to be a bench player? Is it Cam Whitmore, Jarris Walker, Taylor Hendricks, Anthony Black? Is that guy going to start or come off the bench? So there's no guarantee that Kispert starts or Davis starts or Avdia starts. There's no guarantee of any of that. So there's still a lot of water to go under the bridge with the Washington Wizards. All right, let's... um, Still waiting on the draft to start, obviously. Just wanted to get those trades out of the way. I think it's important to do that. But I am going to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by the legends over at Bird Dogs. Of course, I'm wearing my Bird Dogs right now, the most comfortable shorts that you can find. Bird Dogs shorts do the exactly same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. You're looking for shorts that are comfortable and not stiff. That's what Bird Dogs brings you. They've got that like um, stretchy lining under them as well. So whether you're working out, playing basketball, pick up outside at the gym, or you're going to the shops, or you're going out for a drink, you're catching up with mates, you're going out with your missus, you're going out for dinner, you're going to a house party, a cookout, as you guys might call it. 
Bird Dogs transitions, whatever you need. So go to birddogs.com slash locked NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler as well. This one here. Um, and that will come with your order. So birddogs.com slash locked NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, I promise. I promise I'm wearing them. They are super comfortable. I wear them every single day. Birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. All right, let's um, come back in and uh, get ready for this draft. Let's, let's, we might as well bring up the, uh, the, the main screen of the show. Yeah, let's bring up the main screen of the show. All right. So I've got uh, there over on the left of the screen, my best available players. This is according to my final big board, which has 116 players on it. I wonder how many players get drafted that aren't on my 116 player big board. I'll be very interested. I think I've got about 80 different graphics that I've created as well for players. We'll see how many of those, how many guys get drafted that don't, um, that don't have a graphic done. We'll see. We'll see. Andrew says, with the new salary apron coming, it's a great move to get off bad contracts and get some usable parts back. You talking about for the Wizards? Yeah, I still don't know that. Look, obviously, it's hard for Winger because Shepard and Leons has put them into hell, right? So they didn't get huge return off these guys. You trade Beal two years ago, you probably get three first rounders back. And they ended up getting a 2030 pick swap, which is probably the only one that, that comes to fruition and a bunch of seconds, which who knows what they do with them. Right, very interested to see what Charlotte do with their seconds in this draft as well, because they traded Jalen Duran last year to get that pick in the first round at pick 27 this year, plus a bunch of seconds, which they're going to have to move off of. They're not going to have five draft picks. Um, all right, so what else are we going to do here? Bruce says, Batman, would it be a mistake to put 150 bucks on Amen going third? Payout is twelve fifty. I get 150 each way, but I have that money. I don't know. I, I would pick Amen third. The... The Brandon Miller scoot thing is going back and forth. I think if Miller goes two, Armin isn't going three. If Scoot goes two, Amen is going three. So that's the tough one. And the information on Miller and uh, old mate Sterling Henderson is going back and forth, left, right, and center. Jesus, God, Sterling. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I really like Amen. I've had him as my third guy the whole way through this process. I still have him as the third guy. But again, I think if Brandon Miller does go at two, then Scoot will go at three, and a man will go at four. How would Shet compare to Victor? Um, he is not the same level of defender, or the same level of offensive player. He's like a similar prototype, but he's just worse. Now, I think Chet is still unbelievably good, and he's probably in line for a top 50 to top 40 fantasy season this season. And I wouldn't be surprised if him and Victor finished in a similar level from a, a fantasy ranking point of view for this season. But overall, as prospects, Victor is just... Like, I can say that Chet's 80% of Victor, but Victor's like 120%. He's so good. Like, he's going to do things. Victor might average, peak Victor might average 27, 12, three and a half blocks. I, I, seriously, he's that good. Um, will I be getting a DMCA today? I should pull up the draft for no sense. Yeah, look, I'm not putting, I'm not going to put the draft. Um, I can't put the draft stream on. Obviously, that's illegal because I don't own the broadcast rights. So, Put the draft up somewhere. You can watch what's going on. And I'm just going to be talking about what happens, my reaction to it. So you don't have to hear Kendrick Perkins tell me that Benedict Matherin's comp is OG Ananobi. You don't have to worry about listening to that stuff. I'll tell you actually what's going on with these players and teams giving fantasy breakdowns as it happens, dynasty valuations of these guys as well. So we're going to do all of that. Um, yes, Brandon Miller did say that the NBA GOAT is Paul George. He he said Then he clarified. He said, no, no, no. Le- LeBron's still the best player in the league, but Paul George is my GOAT. Obviously, not understanding how words work or how anything works. So, Brandon, you think Paul George is the greatest of all time? But in your opinion? So, okay, that's wrong. 
Is he your favorite player? By all means, knock yourself out. Maybe he is your favorite player. But that's not what GOAT means. GOAT's just something that needs to um, go away, I think. It's just a term that needs to go away. Um, yeah, who's seen Grady Dick in the jacket? Uh, I tweeted this. Yeah, he looks like a real doll that follows Andrew Tate. He looks crazy. Some, I saw someone also tweet that he looks like um, Jacobin Magatu's son from Zoolander, out to kill the Malaysian Prime Minister. He looks insane. Um, I don't know if that makes him um, better or worse. I don't know what it does for his value. Perk copping strays. Yeah, Perk deserves to cop strays. He got a meme off Twitter and said, I heard Jonathan Kaminga has now grown to seven foot two. Like, bro, you're on TV. What are you talking about? How, you can't just put this shit out the way that he does. He, that's why it's bad. Like, I'm sure he's a good bloke. Maybe he's not a good bloke. I don't know. But it is, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, all right, let's have a look. Any other news going on here? We're still waiting for this first pick, obviously. Uh, I haven't, you'll see on the scrolling ticker there that I do have, you know, Victor Wembanyama asterisk is number one. If Victor Wembanyama does not go number one to the Spurs, I'll probably die live on stream. Like that's what'll happen. And uh, you guys will just have to deal with the aftermath of whatever that is. Um, Gonzalo says, Brandon Miller's currently at $1.16 odds. Do I think it's already decided? Are people overreacting? Bookmakers and sports bets, sports betting sites are overreacting to every piece of information. Like it was like five hours ago, Scoot was those same odds. So whatever someone comes out and says, like Shams came out and said, hey, the Hornets are doing, they're looking, they're going to take Scoot Henderson. Then Warriors comes out three hours later, they're going to take Brandon Miller. There's a lot of misinformation going on. And because they got dicked last year with the Paolo Bunkero Jabari Smith stuff, Sports books are just going hard. And as soon as you hear one bit of information, that becomes prohibitive to bet that player. And it's, yeah, who knows? We just don't know at this point. Um, you can see my top four there on the list. I've got best available Brandon Miller, but I, you know what? I actually realize that that list that I've got there is my old list. So I am actually live on air going to change it because I should have changed it before we got in here. I do not have Brandon Miller at... Um, four on my big board anymore. So this is what we're going to do. It's hard when you don't have a producer and you're doing all this yourself, but let's make the update. Let's make the update and come across because Miller is not my best available. Hopefully that comes through soon. Um, let's see. Oh, I pushed the wrong button. That's why it didn't come through. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Teething problems on the live show. This will be it. So I don't, yeah, I don't have Brandon Miller as my best, my fourth best available. You'll see it. There it is. Taylor Hendricks is my uh, best available player. We might as well go through and have a look at this now as well. Let's look at pick one over the last four years. In 2022, it was Paulo Bunkero. 2021, it was uh, the, old, the old mate, Cade Cunningham. My name is Richie Cunningham. In 2020, it was Anthony Edwards. And then in 2019, it was the biggest bird, Zion Williamson. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. Legendary pants man, Zion Williamson. Um, yeah, so that's where we're at with the pick history for pick number one. All right. Just seeing anything else going on here with news. It's hard to keep up with everything that is going down, but we're, we're doing that. We're doing it. We're getting there. Glad to see everyone here. If you are here and you can share this, it would be awesome. I would really appreciate that. Hit the thumbs up button as well. I would love that. Um, do I think I hear about a Portland third pick trade today? I I think if this pick was pick five for the Blazers, it would have already been gone. I think that 
there is a chance that if Miller does go to, the odds of Portland trading that pick increase pretty significantly. I would still say it's probably less than 50% that pick gets traded today. Miller reminds me of the Auburn kid from last year, yeah, Jabari Smith. Um, yeah, he's a bit more aggressive offensively than Smith. He's part of the problem we had with Smith last year. And I had him third on my board last year, Jabari, which is probably going to be wrong in the end anyway. Um, is He's a really good defender with shot blocking and shooting, but he can't create his own shot. Miller can do a little bit more of that. He can create his own shot. He's never going to be a 33 usage guy, I don't think, but 25, 26. So I'm not sure they're the same guy. Smith's a way better defender than Brandon Miller as well. Um. All right. Let's see. What else have we got going on? Good to have you guys here as well. Yes, as I said, I've said that already. But I love having you guys here. Love doing these live shows. We do really want to get the uh, the numbers up. Let's get them. Let's get them cranking. Let's get the thumbs up going. Let's get everyone in here. Jeffrey Hart says, "Does Charlotte improve as a team with MJ in the review? Almost undoubtedly, yes. App- Michael Jordan has been one of the worst." Owners slash governors in the NBA. The United, United, what am I talking about? The North Carolina GM ties, like recycling Mitch Kupchak. Um, I don't know. There's been so many moves I've just hated from Jordan. Overriding team, like draft people to take Frank Kaminsky because he plays well in college. And again, if I think, if they take Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson, I think that's an MJ thing as well. Um, there was also a whisper that I heard yesterday that the new owners are not keen at all on bringing back Miles Bridges. So we'll see what happens there. We'll see exactly how that all goes down. Any sounds for Wemby yet? Nah, not yet. Nothing's really come through um, in my brain for, for Wemby Nyama at this point. You can see draft one pick history. I had a bunch of other stuff for like each team's last four first round picks, but I screwed the graphics up and it took so long. And I only realized it today that I didn't have time to, um, didn't have time to check and drop the actual graphic of him going to the San Antonio Spurs and the things that I need to, um, that I need to bring across as uh, as graphics, and I've worked worked on. Hopefully, it works out okay. All right, what else is going on with you guys in the chat? Do I think the Bulls are making any moves? No, I don't. Um, who do I think is the most active? I think it's got to be Charlotte because they've just got so many second round picks that it's going to be really hard for them to hold on to all of those guys. It's if you look at the second round for the Hornets, they have so they've got pick two, obviously Charlotte, and then they've got pick twenty seven. They have pick thirty four. They have pick 39, and they have pick 41. All right, that's four picks inside the top 41. And five picks. One, two, three, four, five. Five picks in the top 41. They're not going to bring those five guys, and there's not that many stashable players, unless they're taking like a Vincent Valerio Bodon or a Tristan Vukcevic, who I do think is coming across anyway. Maybe it's a Nadir Ifi, who they take there and stash across. Like, they're going to have to somehow move off these players. Are they going to draft someone at 41 and stat- put them on a two-way? I don't think so. I don't know how well that's going to go down. So they've got premium second round picks, three of them. They're going to get some good players there, but they, are they really bringing those guys in? Their roster's not that bare. Are they going to dump Gordon Haywood? Are they going to not re-sign PJ Washington? Is Miles Bridges gone? That's all possible. But I think they're going to have, we saw, already saw the Pacers trade out of a couple of their picks. Also trading back from 40 to get 47, where I think it's probably a 45 player draft. Um, is pretty dumb. Like for, I know they got $4 million out of it, but honestly, what are you doing at 47? I suppose they're going to be players you slide down and maybe you still get someone at 47. But just giving the Lakers a heads up or a boost in the draft for $4 million bucks is uh, buying draft picks pisses me off. It's so it's so annoying. Every, every fan of every team that buys a draft pick should berate them for it. Why do you care that the, the owner gets $4 million? You shouldn't. You should, you should give them shit for getting, getting rid of an asset for cash. It doesn't benefit the team at all. 
really bad. Um, does Indiana make any moves tonight? Samuel, they've already made a couple of moves, so I don't know how much more they do. They've already got out a couple of those picks. I don't know if they're going to do any more. If Scoot slides to Portland, do I think Toronto makes a trade for that pick? I think a lot of teams will want to. I think uh, New Orleans is going to be in the box seat for it. I I'm not sure that it does go, though. Um, who do the Jazz take at nine? Could be anyone. Surely not getting sucked into Bilal that high. Yeah, I think they might. I, I, am, I am thinking Bilal might go there. I probably think that's a mistake, but I do like Bilal. Which overlooked prospect are you most excited about? I'm, I am pretty excited about Brandon Pajemski, who I think is going to go top 20. Uh, he's a pretty interesting player to me. His statistical stuff was actually crazy through the um, well, through college. Like His numbers this year were insane. And if it actually works out, it's going to be awesome. Um, all right. So we've got... Let's just get, get Wimby out here. Let's, let's announce it. We, we, need, we need something to, to start us off. We're gonna. How long are the Spurs gonna take on the clock? Twenty minutes. Oh, we're still debating. There's no way they're gonna do that. Surely not. I will laugh. There's no way. All right. I didn't have the. Should I put the? I can't put it up on your screen, but I might put it up on my screen so I can see what's going on. Spurs are on the clock. All right. We know what's happening. We know who's going on at this pick, but we still have to play the game, don't we? We still have to play the game. Come on. I'm, I'm going to do like an ad read. Do I do it now? Can I sneak it in? I should have done it before the, the clock started off. Should it, yeah, I should have, I should have did it, done it before. Um, all right, we'll get there. We're showing Wemby highlights. Maybe we'll just chuck an ad in now. That might be the great... And then we'll cut back if anything happens. That might be the smart play. Um, although I've done... Have I got the right thing up? Nope, I do not. All right, let's bring that across now. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. We're looking for tickets to your favorite events, sports, concerts, musicals, theater, whatever it is, Game Time has that for you. Flash deals, last minute tickets, whatever you need to find, Game Time is going to have that for you. They've got their um, last, uh, the last minute flash deals. They've got the um, uh, lowest price guarantee where if you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Buy those tickets in a matter of seconds. They'll get sent straight to your phone as well. So you don't have to dig around in your emails. And now you can also get 20 bucks off Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create that account, redeem the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off. Download GameTime today, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's, uh, let's get it back to the best player available, who is, of course, Victor Wembanyama. All right. Congre All right. They're going to make this pick. What are we waiting for here? Waiting for ESPN to do a dance on this set. Come on, guys. Come on, Spurs. What are they... Uh, what are they waiting for? This is so frustrating. Did the NBA tell them to wait? Where do you guys think here in the... Um, in the chat? What do you guys... Where do you think Victor Wembanyama is going to be drafted in Fantasy Leagues? Where would you be comfortable taking? Someone asked me, hey, is he a definite first rounder? No way. Second rounder? No, nope, wouldn't take him there. Could he finish there? Absolutely. 
Could Victor Wimanyama average 17 and 9 with three blocks as a rookie? Yes. Would I take him in the second round? No chance. Where would you guys take him? Should the Suns have drafted Luka Doncic? Yes. 100% yes. Why is the ESPN lady wearing shorts? Why not? Shorts are cool. More people should wear shorts. Shorts are the best. How does Popovich still have a job? Because he's the best coach of all time. What kind of questions that, Brian? Yeah, I think he's probably a third-round guy. I don't know if I would take him there, uh, Wembenyama in fantasy drafts. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I would take him. Oh, no perk on the on the coverage. It's JJ Redick. Oh, that's a shock. It's a shame, actually. It's pretty disappointing. Luka Doncic is a better prospect than Victor Wembenyama. I disagree in justice, but Lukic was more accomplished in Europe, in Europe than Wemby was. Still just waiting. Come on, guys. I think I'm going to turn the coverage off because it's pausing my stream. Don't have, don't have strong enough internet here in Australia. I'm just going to have to watch this on Twitter and see what goes on. Oh, wow. Shams hasn't tipped the pick. What a surprise. He doesn't know who it is. Shams. Falling off. Okay. Getting ready for Wimbanyama. I'm going to get myself back into the rhythm here of self-producing this show. Hmm. Come on, guys. You've got 60 picks to do, 58 picks to do. Let's get it going. Um... Spurs pick is in. Let's go. Spurs taking Bilal Kalabali. Hmm. Who, which player are you most excited to get on your team? Jake says, how long will the show take? Do I think I last year's one went for four hours and 30 minutes. Um, so I'm assuming between four to four hours, 30. What's the hold up, Brian? Um, John Hollinger just tweeted out that even when you submit the pick, the NBA makes the five minutes wait anyway. So it's the NBA. Someone said the pick has been in for five minutes. It's been in for five months, mate. Um, all right, there we go. Victor Wembanyama going to the San Antonio Spurs. Is he the GOAT? Is, is there no, no, is he the GOAT? Is there a chance that Wembenyama can be the GOAT? I think possibly. Is, is he a chance? Uh, he's probably not going to get there, but he's a chance. Elite defense already. He might block three shots this season as a rookie in 25 minutes. It's possible. I don't know how many minutes he's going to play. He only shot 27% from three over in France, which is a little bit of a concern. But he's got elite dribble skills as a big man. I don't know how you stop what he does. Like nine foot wingspan or whatever it is. It's something insane. It's probably not. It's probably like eight foot five. He can touch the rim standing up. He can dribble. He can he can shoot. He can dunk, obviously. He's an unbelievable defender. He's going to block corner threes when he's at the rim. They're going to wind up for the shot, and he's going to be under the rim, and he's going to block shots. He's, that's how good he's going to be. Um, he is obviously dynasty tier one. He's the only guy in tier one for me. Victor Weminyama goes number one to the Spurs. We all knew it was coming. Um, it's exciting. It's, it's, it's awesome that Weminyama is there at number one. 
yeah, look, what, what more? What more can we want? Um, especially if you're a Spurs fan, what, what else are you uh, are you needing? That's just simple stuff. All right, there he goes. Women Yama, two number at number one to the Spurs. This is again, if you're in a dynasty startup draft, I took him in a mock dynasty startup at pick number three. Pick number three. That's how high he would go in a redraft. I don't think. Yeah, I wouldn't take him first round, as I said, third round. But this is a absolute. One thing we also have to remember with fantasy basketball category leagues, if you are a big man who blocks shots, it automatically boosts your value insanely. That's why you have people talking silliness. Oh, Rob Williams was actually the 12th best player. He, he wasn't, but the overall value of where blocks go because of the way that the distribution is skewed, if you block three and a half shots a game, you're, you're probably going to be a first round player. The reason I wouldn't take Victor that high this season is because I think they'll be pretty cautious with his games played. He says he's going to play a game or two in summer league, and then he's going to go try out for the French national team. And then he's going to, he just finished playing for um, Mets 92 last week. And then he's going to go play in the World Cup. And then he's going to come play an 82-game schedule. He's going to play probably 65 games this season, and he might not play 33 minutes. I don't know. But I think he's going to be a little bit limited in um, overall production or overall games played. They're going to be really cautious with him. Because he's just played so much and he's still playing and he's probably not going to have a break here. He claims he wants to play Summer League. One game. First night, Vegas Summer League, Victor versus Scoot. I'm going to be there. Hopefully that's what they do. And he plays that and then he shuts it down and I'll be really happy. Hopefully that's what they do. I think that's enough on Victor. Anyone got any questions on Women Yama here? Uh, Andrew, I just yeah, I did just talk about that. Um, pick two. This is where things are really, really going to get interesting. Who's uh, Tim says he's got a 12-inch wingspan. He's got 12-inch fingers. He's got his fingers look stupid. I hope you guys saw him um, holding the baseball the other night. That was crazy when he was throwing out that first pitch for the Yankees. All right, the history of pick two. We're on to pick two now. There's nothing really to talk about there with Victor. Pick two, Chet Holmgren last year. I think Chet's going to be a top fifty guy this year. 2021 was Filipino legend Jalen Green. 2020 was old mate Detroit Piston legend Blunty James Wiseman. And 2019 was suspended legend Ja Morant. So that's our last um, our last picks with the uh, with, with number two. All right, let's go through this. Uh, yeah, gotta make my adjustments here on my best available list. Okay. All right. So we've seen the history of pick two. What do you guys think about Chet for next season? He's sort of under the radar a little bit at the moment because he didn't play at all last season. I think he's going to be awesome, honestly. I think it's going to be so cool to see him um, to see him out there playing. Really excited to see it. Let's have a look. Best available to me. Scoot, Amen, Taylor Hendricks, and Asar Thompson. I don't like how that looks. The presentation of that was off. Got to change that. Okay. Um, Scott says the ESPN coverage is rough. He's on Twitter. Yeah, come and watch me, mate. Sources. Uh, uh, Shams is tipping picks. Do you want me to tip it or not? I'm sure you know already what's happening here. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Oh, we might as well say it now. It is apparently... Oh, man. Okay, yeah, anyway. The Charlotte Hornets. Wow. That's crazy. 
What do you guys think? Brandon Miller to the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I just... I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's a silly move. Um, I don't understand the point of it. I just... Yeah. It's... it's It reeks of Michael Jordan. It reeks of Michael Jordan. I just... Yeah. I don't understand it. He is a good shooter. I worry about his ability to create in the half court for himself. He doesn't have explosion. He's not an elite athlete. He's an okay defender. I don't even have him in tier two for dynasty leagues. I've got him in tier three. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I really, I really am worried about, yeah. Not, I'm not worried about the Hornets because they can do whatever they want, right? I don't know. I just think, I just think there's a lot there that just is, yeah, pretty rough, pretty rough. But that is that is the Hornets, isn't it? That is the Hornets. Really quite a poor decision. Quite a poor decision. As I wait my 10 years for this bloody graphic to update, I've got to have a new process here because that did not work at all, but we'll figure it out. So what happens when you're like live and streaming is that stuff can uh, take a while to happen. Just, yeah, just silliness to me. I just don't understand it. Do not understand it at all. All right, let's um, oh, let's bring it across. Brandon Miller at number two, six foot nine. He's 20 years old, so he is older, like a full year older than Scoot. Wow, yeah, dumb, dumb, dumb. Now, someone said, man, I hope Brandon Miller makes you eat your words. I do too. I want nothing but the best for the kid. I want every player to succeed. Oh, you're going to look so stupid when you say he's not a primary scoring option. Maybe, maybe. But I can't just say what I don't believe. What If the Hornets take him, fine. Does he fit well? Sure, absolutely. Does he though? There's still Gordon Haywood. There's still Miles Bridges. There is still, maybe. There's still PJ Washington. I know those guys aren't great options. But just to me, he's taking a player lower, significantly lower to me, on the draft board because you think he fits better next to the mellow ball. I don't know, man. That just doesn't make... It just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. That doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, Body hell. What do you guys think? Is there anyone here in chat who thinks it's the right decision? You guys think it's the right decision at all? Tall shooter, he can handle. Yeah, he can, Billy. He can handle. But you know you know who Charlotte does have as a player who's tall, can shoot, and can handle? His name's Lamelo Ball. Right? Lamelo Ball is like an inch shorter than Brandon Miller. He is a shooter. He is a bomber. He's a better passer, a better dribbler. It, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. We, you're right, K. Mizzle. We don't know what the best decision is. I'm using available evidence of how I think the prospects are. And I just think just in general, drafting for fit is just, it's just a bad call nearly every time, especially when you're not this good. They've got a lot of things they still need to do. What do they do with Haywood, Washington, Bridges? Miller, I think he's going to put up serviceable numbers. I think he's a future top 50 fantasy player. But again, he's not in my top two tiers, which is four players for Dynasty Leagues. Yeah. 
All right, let's look at the history of pick number three in the NBA draft. Okay, I still, yeah, that's that's really rough to me. Really rough. Um, yeah, it's got it's got got to be screwed. But now, do we get wild with a trade? That's going to be the question here. Do we get wild with a trade? That's what we really got to pay um, attention to here. What does Portland do? What does Portland do? Hmm. What do you think they should do? Should they just take Scoot and say, you know, screw it to Dame? And then does Dame ask out? Does he? Do you really think Dame would ask out? I don't think that he would. But I don't know. There's There's been a lot of noise around it, but there's always noise around this with Dame. And I feel, is it people creating the noise? Everyone in Portland that I've ever spoken to has been like, no, like, it's just not happening. Like, Dame isn't leaving. He's not asking out. Like, it's just not happening. So, we'll find out, won't we? Okay. All right. We got the news in here that pick number three with a history there Jabari 2022, Evan Mobley 2021, Lamelo 2020, RJ Barrett 2019. And we do have the news in that pick three is going to be old mate. Sterling Henderson. Jesus God, Sterling. Don't be fooled by the 27% three-point shooting number. It's not real. He shot 32% from three. They didn't count the G League showcase games in that stat. He is in my second tier for Dynasty. He's an explosive athlete. Some might say he's too short, but he is six foot three. Not six two, he's six three, six nine wingspan. I think he can be a strong defender. He's a great culture guy, super hard worker. I think he's going to be able to shoot. I think he's going to be able to um, finish at the rim. I think he's clearly the best player. Um, clearly was the second best player on this on this um, uh, draft board. But that's not the direction that they decided to go. So now we run into the problem of Sharp, Simons, Lillard, and Scoot all on the same team. That's, yeah, that's really, really interesting as what they do. Um, Woj, all along, the entire Charlotte Hornets organization has been all in on Brandon Miller. Ownership, front office, scouts, coaches. They see him as a perennial future all-star player. Well, if the Hornets think that, then I know they're wrong. So that's okay then. Poor man. That is, yeah. That's, I, I, I very much could be wrong. Very much could be wrong. But I just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it in the slightest. To make that pick, I just think that Scoot's better. And... We've seen many, many times of a player going number two to have someone really good go at number three. Shout out to Zambui. Shout out to Darko Milicic. Um, shout out to James Wiseman. Shout out to, pretty sure, Hashim Thabit. Happens a lot. More than, you would, uh, more than you would like. So Scoot, I do have him listed on this graphic at 6'2". He did measure in at 6'3", but he is 19. He's a full year and a couple of months younger than Brandon Miller. I don't know, man. I just... I knew it was going to happen. I've been prepared for it. I still don't love it. I still don't really understand it. It's, yeah, it's just, it's a weird, I just, I don't know why you do it. I don't know what, and some people say, yeah, it's a wings league. I do understand that, but I still, I still don't agree. I still don't agree. Um, all right. So who's, yeah, man, just some, very, very interesting decisions are getting made by teams. Very, very interesting decisions. All right. Do you... Okay. Do you think a Dame trade does come in? 
Do we really go that way? I don't know. Very, very intrigued with this. All right, so we've got number four ready to go. I guess you know who this one is going to be because he should go here. This is the this was the top four that we thought. Let's bring up what the pick history was before we go into the actual pick. As Shams is dropping these um, dropping these out. Number four was Keegan Murray last year. Scotty Barnes the year before. Patrick Williams in 2020. DeAndre Hunter in 2019. And then we go in and have a look at the uh, the actual pick, which is coming through. And that is going to be Amen Thompson going through to the Houston Rockets. Amen is an older uh, older freshman. He's a little bit younger than Miller, like a couple of months younger than Brandon Miller. Um, but he's still uh, you know, 20 years of age. There is massive concerns about his shooting. We are well aware of that. I just think that this is an absolute elite athlete, from even from NBA standards. That And that means something to be that good as an athlete. His feel, he's got defensive ability, his passing is elite. I just think this is a really, really good player who shooting's probably something you can improve the most. You can't improve feel, passing, athleticism that much in the NBA. And I, I know that there is some concern about the level of competition at overtime elite, but let's be fair. Like Sometimes college competition is not that good. Sometimes it's not that good. So yeah, I think it's... I think it's a little bit overblown. He is a point guard who is just an unbelievable athlete, and I think we'll figure it out. I think we'll figure it out. I think that's a really good pick for Houston. Now, what the hell that means for old mate cousin Kevin Porter is a really, really interesting decision because, you know, how do they fit together? Now, Porter can play the three, I guess, and men can play the three. It really hurts the upside of where Tari Eason fits on this squad. Um yeah, it's it is an intriguing scenario. Hmm. I think this is a big W though for who said that? Someone said athletic point guards do nothing. At elite wings like Tatum get you to the finals. How many finals has Tatum been in, by the way? Athletic point guards do nothing. Yeah, okay. That's just not true. What are we doing at pick five here for the Pistons? Yeah, okay. All right. I need to go in and adjust my best available screen because now Amen is off that. At least he was at the top of my best available screen. So I had that one right. All right, so who is next on my list? All right, let's go and adjust that. Um, so sort of, we sort of had some expectation this is how things would go down. Still, yeah, I'm still not over what they did, the old, uh, the old Hornets, but hey, it is fun to shit on the Hornets. We know that because they've made bad decisions so many times. And I, I hope for them and for their fans that that is not what this is. I hope that's not what this is. Let's go to the best available. I've got Taylor Hendricks, Asar Thompson, Cam Whitmore, Jarris Walker. I think this is going to be Asar at this selection. 
We'll bring this across the best available, uh, sorry, pick five draft history. Last year was Jaden Ivey to the Pistons, Jalen Suggs, Isaac Okoro, Darius Garland. Two wins, I think, there, two L's. I would guess that's probably the best way of, um, of phrasing that. Let's go back and see if there's any movement on things. No. The Rockets, Amen's going to be a tough fantasy guy this year because of percentages, but he is a player, I think, Think what Lonzo Ball was like for category leagues in fantasy, like a top 20 adjacent player. A men can be that. He's got to be able to shoot better, but I think he's going to be a better scorer than Lonzo as well. I really like him. He is in my dynasty tier two, along with his brother, along with Scoot, with Victor in tier one. So that's how we're doing that. Let's go through and just make some adjustments here. Nothing has changed in my tiers based on actual draft pick value, which is something that is a factor. This is where things get really interesting. I, I, I do think it is going to be Asar. One of the big things now with Portland is what, what happens? What happens? I'm, I'm going back to Portland here. What happens with Portland? Um, Lillard, Sharp, Simons, Scoot. That's too many guys. Someone's got to be gone. Is it Lillard? Is it Simons? <sighs> Scoot and Sharp is an elite upside Future backcourt, I I love it. I think it's an unbelievably good, unbelievably good backcourt. But there's still a lot of pieces in the way there. Can yeah, I don't know. That's it's rough. Ooh, we'll see. There's still a lot of things that can happen. We're keeping an eye on all of that. Uh, K Missy says we need a blockbuster trade. We've had like. Five, for fantasy, like five top 100 players changed teams already leading up to the draft. You're not going to get... The last couple of years, we haven't really seen many players. Like, D'Anthony Melton was traded during the draft last year. Do we actually see any real players get traded during the draft? Like, not really. Not really. That hasn't happened very often. Um... What are we going to do with this pick? Ooh, we're still waiting for the Pistons. What is... Who's letting Troy Weaver cook? It's where we're going to have... The, oh, here we go. I think it's a SAR. It looks like it's going to be a SAR. That's the guess. That's the whisper from James Edwards III. He said he doesn't know yet, but this is where it was trending. Um, I like it. I like a SAR. I think he can play perfectly next to Cade and Ivy. I really think that's... Yeah, look, if that is what the pick is... Mm, I do like that a lot. That's who I've, what's, you can see my board there. I do have Hendricks. I like Hendricks probably a little bit more, but I would have taken Asar at four, honestly, over Miller. So, yeah. Any news breaking through here? Nothing else. All right. Yeah, that's how I would have done that. Asar is, yeah, I think Asar at five is probably going to happen. What would you do at five? You guys who are here, what would you do at pick number five in this uh, NBA draft in the chat? Not con- not confirmed about Asar yet, but it does look like it's going to happen. We're definitely not convinced of it yet. Let's see, Hendricks at the top of my list there for best available. Who would be, who else do I have on my best available list? Hmm, okay. 
Let's have a look. Yeah, I think... Um, uh, how many players from this draft class do you think will be top 100 fantasy guys next season? I think Scoot will struggle a little bit to it. I think we'll get four. Vic, obviously. And men, probably. I think we'll get four top 100 guys. Another source telling us that it is Asar Thompson to the Pistons. That looks like what is happening. Um, that was rumored for a while. I know Kukalil of Locked on Pistons loves that. He's a massive Asar guy, which... It's fair enough. I like Asar as well. He's a very interesting player. I think he was going to fit really nicely next to Cade Cunningham. But, you know, they still need that to be confirmed. Did I put up best... Well, I've got best available there on the screen. Let's... Oh, we've done pick five history, haven't we? Yeah, we're just waiting now for this pick to come through, who I do think is going to be Asar. Okay. Still waiting, but two Pistons reporters have um, claimed that. Amari Sen... Oh, I can't remember how, he's, how to pronounce his name. Amari and James Edwards. Hmm. Let's give us this pick. Taylor Hendricks. So Orlando's in a weird spot because if I was them, I would have snapped up Asar if he was available. What do they do at six? I think they could be a massive wild card. Like to me, it's Taylor Hendricks is the option there. Is the best player, sorry, available. Um, yeah, but do they? Where does he fit on this team? It's weird. Where does Jarris Walker fit? Where does Cam Whitmore fit? It's all weird because of they got Franz and Paolo there. Uh, do they reach for Anthony Black? I think they might, and I think it'll be a mistake because I'm not sure that Anthony Black's going to be like as good as Michael Fultz. I, I don't know. Jeez, oh, the Pistons really bring this one to the wire. I assume. I don't, not, I don't have the draft on, so I can't tell you what the exact um, uh, thing I was. What do you call it? what the countdown is on the clock. I'm sure it says pick is in or something, doesn't it? Okay. Oh, man. Still not... Yeah. I, I'm Not that I'm not... Cut recovering. I'm not re- I am not recovering from the scoop slip, but it's just... It's still silly. We've been prepared for it for weeks. It just doesn't make a ton of sense. All right, yep, so we're right. It was Asar Thompson coming through. He hasn't really played much as a point guard because Amen has been doing that. But that doesn't mean that he can't do it. But he doesn't need to in Detroit. He can be a connector. He can play off ball. That's three ball handlers. His shooting is iffy for sure. But who was playing on the wing for him? Like, it's a great fit. I think he does solidify for me in Tier 2 Dynasty. He did improve... Especially in the overtime elite playoffs, his shooting did improve, improve quite a bit, which is important to have you know, improvement coming through. Um, I, I really like Asar. I, I think there's a chance he's a better fantasy player than a men, although I think a men's assist maybe put him uh, above. I, I would take a men higher in a dynasty draft. I, I would probably go in my dynasty rookie draft. I will all you know, confirm all this once we get all the numbers and all the picks in because everything impacts everything, obviously. But I would probably go Vic, Scoot, Amen, Asar. 
Miller maybe after that. That's probably how I would look at it. He's a super hard worker, Asar Thompson, really good kid. The shooting is going to be key. He's not going to handle the ball, but he's a rebounder. He can get steals. He can block shots. He's got size. He's an elite athlete as well, much like his brother. Um, and there he goes, off to Detroit, Asar Thompson from Overtime Elite. Overtime Elite with two top five picks. Their program is changing. They're probably not going to have guys drafted this way anymore in the future because of what they're doing. They're more setting guys up now to go to either the G League, to go uh, overseas to Australia, or to go to college. They've got someone uh, from Overtime Elite going to Stanford. They've got someone from Overtime Elite, or two Overtime Elite guys, I think, coming to Australia, and one or two guys going to the G League. So they're more acting like a prep school versus like for 16, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds. Instead of high school, they get their accredited classes and they move on to the next stage versus guys who stay there in their draft-eligible year. So we might not ever have guys come directly out of OTE again, but this is a great um, a great advertisement for their program to have these two guys go as high as they did. It's, uh, it is super impressive. They are obviously really, really interesting players with downside and upside which is how a lot of this stuff works. But exciting for Pistons fans. I think you should be happy with getting Asar Thompson there. It's a pretty uh, it's a pretty strong pick. I do really like what Asar can bring. Um, guys in the chat, I think Asar can be better than a men. I, I don't, but I'm not that far away from it. I'm not that far away from it. Um, all right. So my best available at the moment is Taylor Hendricks, Cam Whitmore, Jarris Walker and Kaysen Wallace. They're my next best available players. We look at the history of pick number six. Last year, it was ex-Benedict Matherin, Joshie Giddy in 2021, Anyeka Okongwu at 2020, and 2019, Jarrett Culver. So three good picks, one disaster at that uh, selection. So yeah, that's an interesting history of picks. But back to my best available. This is the Orlando Magic now on the clock. We'll see what they decide to do. This, this is a rough spot for them. I, I think they might, and they are a team where I can understand a little bit of going for fit over best available because they've got Paolo and Franz there. But I'm not sure Anthony Black actually is a good fit. I am a little bit out on Anthony Black compared to where others are. I think he's a strong player. I'm not sure he's elite enough as a passer to become, or to be as bad a shooting as he is. Like Josh Giddey's an elite passer. Anthony Black's not. Black's a pretty good defender. Good size, but with all those other things happening shooting-wise with Black, I'm not really convinced. As you can see, he's not in my best available players here. Do you reckon we'll get a trade in the top 10? I don't know that we will. Maybe at, maybe 10, actually. Maybe 10. Okay. So what are we going to do? Do you think it's Cam Whitmore that goes? Whitmore, maybe. Riles, I probably am ahead, to be honest. So, because I, I don't have the broadcast up, so because it was slowing down the um, and I didn't want to make it choppy for you. It was, it was slowing down the um, broadcast. So maybe I'll maybe I'll hold off on because I don't want I don't want to be too spoilery with picks I don't be too spoilery so maybe I'll try and hold off on it hopefully it doesn't shut the speed down of the show that's the worry I have that it just won't the show won't come through to you guys 
All right, so pick six we're waiting on. I believe we do know the pick. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm try to not um, spoil it at this point. Although it's really hard to, because people in the chat are just going to be dropping it in there. Uh, it's tough to know what to do. It's tough to know what to do. I yeah okay. What do you guys want? Should I should I just go with what I'm hearing off Twitter? Maybe I should. All right. Let's go on to there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's just get into it. You guys aren't... Do you actually don't care what ESPN says anyway? I assume... Tell me what you think on, on the stream. Should I be spoiling it or not? Yeah, chat spoils straight away anyway. You're right, they do. I can't really do much about that. So, pick six is Anthony Black going through to the uh, Orlando Magic. Mr. Black. Um... Subpar wingspan. I think it's only like a plus one or plus two. He's six 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 seven. Bad shooter. Really good defender. I've got him tier five in my dynasty because I just don't believe in him as a player. I get some worrying like um, Dante Exum sort of vibes. Like I think he's going to be okay. I, like I think Black's going to be a solid player. I don't really know if there's superstar high level upside with him. I don't know if he's ever going to be a high-level scorer. Like, might he might be 16, 4, 5, and 7 with 1.5 steals? It's not a bad player. Is he better than Markel Fultz? I, I think for redraft, like, where does he fit with Suggs and Fultz and Anthony? Like, how the hell does he get any minutes on this team? I don't think he's playing 30 minutes, and I don't think he's good enough to play 30 minutes a night. And I, I do really worry about um, Anthony Black's shot and where it goes. So that's a concern. And unlike the Thompsons, he doesn't have the same level of athleticism to um, account or to overcome or compensate for the uh, for the poor shooting. And I think that's going to be an issue that guys will go under on him and he's not just going to be able to blow by them. I don't think his feel is as good as what a men's is or his passing. It's pretty good, but I don't think it's quite as good. Now, there were some issues with Arkansas and spacing, but he was one of the contributors to the spacing issues in Arkansas. And do Orlando have good spacing? No. They don't. They've got terrible spacing. Polo is a below-average shooter. Franz is an okay shooter. Wendell's a below-average shooter. Fultz is a below-average shooter. Suggs is a below-average shooter. They're going to be getting dick, I'd say, at 11, but still. I think this is not great for Black and his fantasy value for this season. That would be my guess. Paces are on the clock now at number seven. Black said 19, good age, good size, good intangibles, good defense. Fantasy translation numbers for him were relatively rough, and that is a little bit of a concern. But now my best available list, I think, was just going to stay the same because I didn't have Black even um, on that list. Yeah, it's still the same. So I had didn't have Black in my top nine, so that means somebody is falling down into, into that spot from where we had it before. Um, we've got pick number... We'll go to pick number seven in a second because we're obviously behind the... or ahead of the broadcast... I just yeah, where have I got Black at the moment? I've got him in tier five, which is about fifteenth in Dynasty. This will change based on where other guys get drafted, but as at the moment, he is in tier five. And there's a lot of tier three guys. At the moment, my tier three guys currently sit as Whitmore, Leonard Miller, Derek Lively, Taylor Hendricks, Brandon Miller, Jarris Walker. That's my tier three guys. And Black is not there. And tier four is it's only one player actually, Casey Wallace. So yeah, I've got I'm a little bit down on black in comparison 
to others. They, much like the four guards in Portland, there is now four guards in Orlando. So there is going to have to be some changes. And I worry about the lack of wingspan with Black. That's that's a level of concern that I have there. Hmm. What do you guys think of Black in the chat? Michael Van Seer says, you say they're going Black Dick? Uh, they could be, yeah. They could be looking to pair Suggs Black Dick altogether in that backcourt to each their own. Special K says, who is Black comparable to? Is he a taller Jose Alvarado? No, he's a much better passer than Jose Alvarado. Um, he's not the same sort of defender as Alvarado. He's not as good as that pure one-on-one, you know, stick him on there, point of attack guy. He's more of a help guy, smarter guy. Um, so no, to me, he's more of a, hmm. I won't say Michael Carter-Williams, but, but I might say Michael Carter-Williams. He's not as good of a passer as Carter-Williams, I don't think. Um, KMSI says, Josh, I want to ask, what's the creepy picture? It's from Loki, the TV show. Ah, what the f- All right, so we've got something happening. All right. Uh, pick has been traded. I don't know what for, and I don't know exactly what's going on there, but that is that is a trade, and I do not agree with it. Let's look at the pick seven draft history. Shaden Sharp in 2022, Kaminga, Killian Hayes, Kobe White, but we have had a massive upset trade move here, which, again, wasn't on my top four best available players. Oh, I'll tell you who it is. It is Bilal Calabali going to the Indiana Pacers. But, oh, no, he's being traded to the Washington Wizards who had pick eight. I don't know what they're giving up. But, yeah, that is... Washington, did you really need to trade up to get Calabali? One pick? Did that... Was that necessary? I, I'm going to say no. It wasn't necessary, but apparently it was. I do not understand that at all. Um, Man, that is real like cat amongst the pigeons sort of stuff there. That is... The teams below, Utah in particular, should be feeling really pretty good about that. Oh, man. Wow. Paces. I suppose the paces are like... We can trade down because Walker, Hendricks, Whitmore, they're all still there. We're going to get one of them, and they're getting an extra asset out of it. Wowee. That is some really, really uh, interesting stuff there. Calabali was playing juniors in France. Big meteoric rise. I'm worried about the shooting. Big wingspan guy. I've got him tier five in my dynasty at the moment, but a meteoric rise. And he dominated juniors in France. Passing, defense, rebounding, shooting, scoring. Played well next to Victor as well. I think this is a reach. I worry about this quite a lot. Yeah, far out. I am am a little bit concerned about what on earth this means. Now, I don't know. I'm going to guess that Indiana now has pick number eight. I guess that's what happened, but I haven't had confirmation on that. That would be the guess. But Bilal Calabali, this is where someone said, man, it's time for Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert to have huge moments of the Wizards. Well, now Calabali's there. Now, I don't think Calabali moves in as an immediate starter on this team, but that's just another player. And they don't owe Kispert anything. They don't owe uh, Avdia anything. And maybe they just say, right, we're going with Bilal. 
And he's going to be a guy that gets big minutes early on. And they obviously traded something. I don't know what they traded because it's not like they had this hoard of assets. Yeah, they didn't have a, a hoard of assets. So Indiana was a... Washington sent on only two second round picks to Indiana. Indiana just got rid of picks. Now they get two back. So Indiana is at number eight. What the... F- okay. Um, wow. All right. That is uh, unexpected to say the least. But I do know now what Indiana has done at pick number eight. Hmm. That is... There is some... Now, I've always said that the top eight to top nine were relatively close in value, and I still stand by that. But that's two guys who I didn't have in my top grouping of top nine players who have gone off the board in the first eight picks. So I think that these guys are at nine, ten. They'd be uh, absolutely rubbing their hands together at the moment with some really, really interesting value propositions. Very, very uh, interesting stuff. So it looks like Indiana at pick number eight is going to take... That's the wrong pick. Why did that not save? Let's go back and do that again. All right, that'll work. Um, all right, oh, all right, far out. Let's go do this one here. There's always something interesting happening. That was a, that's a weird trade. It's a weird trade. But pick eight, Indiana, Jarris Walker. Hello. Elite defender. Elite defender, super strong. He's in tier three for my dynasty. I'm not I'm not convinced on him as this level of player. He's a little bit shorter than we initially thought, which is always going to be some sort of a concern. He does have a little bit more offensive juice, I think, than we than we expected. Um Actually, now, now that now that Bilal went at pick number seven, by the way, he's moved into my dynasty tier four. So that did change that. Jarris still stays in tier number eight. Um, wow. Okay, so Jarris Walker's an interesting player. He did translate relatively well fantasy-wise. With, he's got some passing upside. He's got... I don't think he's got much scoring upside. I don't think he's going to be, ever be an elite shooter. He's a little bit undersized to be a rebounder. Yeah, I don't know. That's just one that I'm not, I'm not fully in. Not fully in on that. I think it's, I think it's okay. I would have done differently. I would have taken Taylor Hendricks there very, very easily uh, instead of Jarris. But oh well. I, I don't. I don't completely hate that. Um, I don't completely hate that selection for Indiana. I think they did very well. I think they did better in Indiana uh, than Washington did. But what those second round picks were is also going to be uh, very interesting. Were they good ones? Were they the Phoenix ones? Like, what the hell were they? Was it? Did it even need to be done? Like, was Indiana going to take Calabli? No, they weren't. So, what, what was the point of that? I honestly don't understand the point of that. Like, what was going to happen? Yeah, don't really get it at all. Now, Utah's on the clock. Do they take Cam Whitmore? They they do surely. I think they will have to take Whitmore here. Or what do they do at nine? Do they take Wallace? They obviously want a guard. Whitmore's more guard than Taylor Hendricks. I still think Hendricks is an option that can play next to Lowry Markkinen. But what do they do? Hmm. What do you guys think they do? 
Yeah, special case says Jarris. Is he like 2016 Draymond when he actually shot the ball? I think he could get to that. I think he could get to that. Um, but he hasn't done it yet. He's not as good of a passer as Draymond, obviously. Um, yeah. Wow. That is pretty wild. So there's a lot of wild stuff going on in this in this draft, pretty obviously. Uh, let's bring that across. So Jarris, six foot eight. Actually measured in a little bit smaller than that. Six foot seven, I think. He's, he, I think his best position is going to be as a small ball five and, and as a four. He's got some playmaking upside. I don't think he's ever going to be a good shooter from the University of Houston. Um, yeah. Just, he looks the part. He looks strong. He can defend. He can be a real menace in that sort of uh, an area. Didn't even show you the history of pick number eight. Maybe we won't worry about that. We'll get straight to pick number nine after that. As things start to really happen here in the draft, we get trades going on. Two future seconds. Yeah, we know that, Woj, but we don't know what they are. Bilal going at seven is insane. It's actually insane. I think Bilal's going to be good, but I had Bilal at 19 on my final board. I think, yeah. A lot of non-shooting going there. Bilal and Jarris, non-shooters. And I'm not sure, again, I'm not sure they're good enough in the other areas. Whereas Taylor Hendricks can shoot and defend. That's why I'm big on him. And yeah. Hmm. All right. Let's look at the history of pick number nine in the NBA. It is Utah on the clock there. So last year it was Jeremy Sohan. Sohan now. 2021, it was Davion Mitchell. 2020, Denny Avdia, who I think, I don't know what his future is at the moment. And 2029 was Rui Hachimura, the Memorial Washington Wizards pick at pick number nine. And my best available list is Taylor Hendricks, Cam Whitmore, Whitmore's still sliding, uh, Cason Wallace and Little Miller. So whoever's going you know, to pick at 10, which is completely just like out of my head. Who the hell has got pick 10? Uh, Dallas is going to get one of Hendricks or Whitmore. I think that I, I, if, I'm, if I'm them, I'm not trading that pick. They probably still will. But if I'm them, I wouldn't trade that pick. That is too good value to uh, to move on from that selection. Hmm. Wow. Calabali. This is again when I talk. Ooh. All right. We've got Utah's pick in. I might as well just tell you who it is. Because it is the guy that is the top of my best available player list. Taylor Hendricks. Hendricks can definitely play next to Larry Markin and Walker Kessler. This makes... You know, Hendricks might not play 30 minutes a night straight away because Kelly Linux currently in that role. But you know, Kelly Linux not always going to be in that role and he might be moved off at some point this year. Hendricks is going to be, I think, a perennial top 100 player, maybe top 50 fantasy player. I am pretty excited about what he can bring. Very intriguing to see that we have seen um, Cam Whitmore fall down as far as he has. He's now at 10. Now, do the Mavericks take him? I think they have to. But he's not the perfect player for Dallas at that spot. But I think they have to take him there. Wow. All right. Nice slide for Taylor, who I had number four on my board. And now he goes at number nine. That's really good work from Utah. And yeah, I think the fit is there. I do think the fit is there. I think he can easily play next to Mark, and it makes him huge. It makes them unbelievably good defensively. Maybe it limits Hendricks's block upside playing next to Walker Kessler, but it's yeah, it's a good move. Good shooting, 
very young, unheralded prospect. He's got some self-creation upside. If he averaged, I think there's a bigger chance of him averaging 20 points per game than there is of Jarris Walker, honestly. Um, obviously, because I had not obviously because I had him higher, but I do think there is a legitimate chance of that being the the case as we as we move forward into the uh, their careers. Um, I'm just updating my list of best available players. What an intriguing draft. Drafts are always intriguing. I love the NBA draft. One of my favorite days of the year. All right. So, Hendricks is in my tier three for Dynasty at the moment. I'm going to go and have a look and and see if we need to update that at all, given where players have been picked, because that does change things. Let's have a look. Hendricks goes at nine. Jarris goes at eight. So, where does that put Hendricks? Now, it keeps him in tier three. So he stays in tier three. Whitmore was in tier three. He might he might end up falling out of it just because of the slide in the draft and draft cap- capital is important. Especially with so many different players around the same area. Um, Andrew says, is the Duke center going to the Mavs? I wouldn't be... Look, Lively's a good fit there. I would take Whitmore, though. I think that Lively would be a good fit there. Leonard Miller would be a good fit there. I would consider Noah Clowney there as well. I really like Noah Clowney. I think you have to take Whitmore there. Um, I think you need to. The last thing the Mavs need is a non-facilitator scorer. What? Why not? What What? what do you think? They, like Kyrie's like 31, 32 as well. Remember that. Um, yeah, Dallas should be pissed. Dallas should be pissed with this because it's annoying for them. Like Their best fit is Derek Lively, but I don't think you take a 19-year-old for fit. He's not going to impact winning straight away. I just think you take Whitmore, maybe you move on from him, maybe Kyrie. Move. Who knows what happens with Kyrie? I just think Whitmore is probably the guy here. I do have him I do have him top of my best available list, don't I? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Let's have a look at the history of pick 10. There are some stinkers. In fact, over the last four years, is there one good player? No. Johnny Davis at 2022, number 10. Zaire Williams at number 10 in 2021. Old Sticks, Jalen Smith in 2020. And Cam Reddish in 2019. That is, fuck, that is rough. That is really rough. Um, yeah, that is that is a rough grouping. So my best available is Cam Whitmore, Cason Wallace, Leonard Miller, and Kobe Bufkin. They are my best available players left on the board, but that doesn't mean that's what teams are going to do, of course. Dallas, this is a huge, huge moment. Huge, huge moment. Mm. All right. What are we... I'm just checking what's actually happening here. I think that's huge for Utah, honestly. I had... I'm not the be-all and end-all, but I had Hendricks at four. And... Or fourth on my board. And I just think it's... I think he's good. I think he's good. And it's a perfect situation for him there. I... Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Now, I still have two players from my tier three big board available, and that's Whitmore and Wallace. 
That's why I'd just be taking Whitmore and just seeing. I wouldn't take Casey Wallace here if I was Dallas. But, yeah. All right. Who did the Spurs take? I'm not really sure, actually. What's the biggest surprise so far? Uh, Calabali at seven. Washington trading up to seven from eight when he wasn't going to go at eight or he wasn't going to go at seven, I don't think, to take Calabali, just that that's weird. It's very weird. Uh, I don't really know why they did that. hope my draft board has updated correctly. All right, it's got to be Whitmore, surely. But I... Dallas makes some poor decisions at times. Some poor decisions. So let's see what they do. My favorite pick so far, obviously outside of Weminyama, is Scoot and then it's Hendricks. Getting the number two player at three is a win in my mind and getting the number four player at nine is a win as well. The Wizards will send one of the six future second round picks from Phoenix and one of their own to move up. Look, why? What was the point? I just don't understand the point. Washington sending Indiana's 2028 second via Phoenix. Okay. And their own 2028 second. What was the point? Is this pick getting dealt? Oh, it's Oklahoma City and I do not understand this at all. What is... What the... Um, okay. OKC moved up. What on earth? And they're taking Cason Wallace. What the hell just happened? Cason Wallace? Why do they need Cason Wallace? Not even what they need. Why would you trade up to get Cason? I I like Cason Wallace. I think he's really good. What? Kentucky guard. That's always a bonus. He's getting a Kentucky guard. Um... But man, that's such a weird fit. That's a very weird fit. So Case and Wallace is going to find it really hard to have any level of fantasy value this season. Shea and Giddy are obviously there. Um, the Bronco and Dort don't really play the same positions. Wallace is strictly a point guard. And... Giddy's size enables him to be able to play the three. I really like Wallace. It is a really good, he's a good upside player. But we're trading up with Whitmore on the board. I'm not a big Whitmore guy, and I did have him in the same tier. OKC sends 12 and a traded player exception to Dallas. And Dallas gets off the Davis Bertans contract. Oh, there we go. So I don't, again, I don't really know. Did. What's the what you, mm. Did we really think that? I don't know. Wow. 10 and Bertans to the Thunder. A 12 and Bertans to the Thunder. So, okay, so what's the point? What did the Thunder actually get out of this? Did they want Bertans? Because I, yeah, anyway. What does that mean? Is that, like, I'm trying to figure out, was that a good, like, they moved up. Yeah, anyway, it's fine for Dallas, but oh, some people are saying it's really bad for Dallas. I actually think it's okay for Dallas. They got off of Bertans, they moved back two spots, and a guy that they were never going to pick went at 10 anyway. That's just very strange. 
Very strange. Let's get onto the Case and Wallace screen. 6-4 point guard. Really good defense. I think he's a Drew Holiday type upside. Maybe never as good an offensive player, but I can't rule that out with OKC players. Oh, not OKC. With Kentucky players. or even OKC players now. Um, I just can't rule it out. I think he's going to be really good. I think it's a mistake. Uh, not a mistake. I just don't know. I don't understand the fit with OKC. But again, we try and preach that fit isn't as important as getting good players in. I thought OKC could have done a lot more with this pick, but I, I do really like... I do really like um, Case and Wallace there. Well, not Case and I like Case and Wallace getting picked in that area in general. I didn't like the selection necessarily or the, or the move for um, OKC to do it. They didn't give up really anything to do it. They just took back Bertans, which I'm not really sure how that you know, impacts them. Hmm. So the next pick is pick number 11. That's really interesting with Wallace. Big, good size. Where does he go onto my... I had him at nine on my overall draft big board. Wallace now gets picked at number 10 overall. And this keeps him in Dynasty Tier 4. I've got three three guys that were in Dynasty Tier 3 that haven't been picked yet. And one of them is Whitmore. And I don't think he is going to stay at... But they take... Do Orlando take him here? Hmm. Let's have a look at the history of pick number 11. Last year, it was Usman Jeng. Jury's out. 2021, it was James Booknight. 2020, Devin Vassell. And 2019, Cam Johnson. So a couple of good players there. A couple of guys who really struggle at the moment. We'll go back to the uh, best available screen. I think. Yep, we will. Um, I've got Whitmore, Leonard Miller, Kobe Bufkin, and Derek Lively as my next four best available players here at this spot. What do they do? What do you guys think of those these moves that have happened so far? Josh, you have to read into the new CBA 90% cap thing. What do I have to read into it about it? that loss? Guys, they have to have 90% floor. That you've, There's always been a cap. Is that what you're talking about? There always has been a cap floor. And if you don't reach the cap floor, as the Thunder didn't a couple of years ago, you just pay the players on your roster more money. That's the downside of it. So you don't actually have to be there, I don't think. Um, are they going to take Dick here? What's wrong with Bertans? His knees are cooked and he can't defend. He can't move. He can shoot, but he can't really play anymore. Like he's done. Okay, so my account, I mean, we heard that there was rumors of a uh, Cam Whitmore slide that has obviously come to fruition. I didn't think it would be outside the top 10, though. That is a legitimate surprise. I think the, ma- the Magic are going to have to take him now, though. Or do they just go dick? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Really like I really like Hayson. He was yeah, really high on my board. I just I'm not I'm just not sure the fit. But again, can Wallace, Shea, and Giddy play together? Yes. Is daughter part of their future? No, as I've been saying for a very long time. Chet is there clearly so who's Wallace won't start next year, I feel really confident in that. 
It'll be Giddy. It'll be the same starting five with Chet, Bronco, Dort, uh, Shea, and Giddy. That, that'll be the starters. And then Wallace will end up, hopefully, replacing Lou Dort. That would be the Thunder's hope, anyway. My hope, I don't actually care either way. So next up is Orlando. Hmm. What are the Orlando Magic going... Oh, yeah. Wow. Some things not going as planned. Oh, I just see a tweet here saying that Casey Wallace is a bigger Drew Holiday. I don't know if he's a bigger Drew Holiday. I think he can be like a Drew Holiday type of player. And the Kentucky guard thing is very, very interested. Very interesting. And I think that he can play next to Giddy. I think that he can play next to Giddy and Shea pretty easily, actually. Now that I think about it, I'm not hating it that much. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm coming around it because I really like Wallace. And he can play next to Giddy. Um, yeah, he, he can play next to Giddy. I feel confident in that. That is true. Nectarios, I should do the New Zealand guy for Grady Dick. I could barely recognize my own dick. Oh, yeah, 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 there it is. It's back. Gabrielle Deck, you had it five minutes in the league. Someone, yes, I, we should do that. You know who's on the clock now, actually? I should have done it before. We'll do it now. Who's on the clock? Number 11, your Orlando Magic. Oh, my God. What are they doing? Holy shit. The Magic. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wowee. That is horrid. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. All right. So the Magic have made their pick, according to old mate Shams Sharania. And to say that I hate it is, I guess, an understatement. At least I don't have to update my best available board because he was not on it. Let's talk about who it was. Number 11, the Orlando Magic are picking from Michigan. Not the good one. Jet Howard. What? Now, he's a very good shooter. He's got really good size. Um, He's down in tier 11 for me in Dynasty. Now, that's going to change because he's got drafted higher than I expected. He did play hurt, but he can't rebound. Bad defensive stats, not a good passer. He does have some offensive creation upside, but that is wild with the guy still available on the board that Jed Howard goes there. With my best available board, Miller, Bufkin, Whitmore, Lively, Clowney, Pajemski, Sensibor, Hood Shafino, Whitehead, Dick, Jackson, Sissoko. I had Howard way down. I had him at 23. Wow. I, okay. Okay, that's interesting. He's got size. He can shoot. They are positives. They are absolutely positives. He played with multiple ankle injuries. There are some that really like him. I'm just not there. And I'm not sure what else he does outside of shoot. Maybe there is self-creation offensive upside. I I just don't see it. Pick 11, Orlando, Jet Howard. Wow. I, uh, yeah, I was not, I was not expecting that to happen. That is some interesting stuff. So let's make the adjustment there on my Dynasty tier board. He goes at 11. He was in tier 11. He jumps up to tier 8 now. That's, is it all going to change when all, everyone else's positions settle in? But that is a jump for him with draft capital, which is an important part of Dynasty rookie evaluation. Wow. Okay. Um, could J- Jed Howard probably, probably has a better chance to start than Anthony Black, though. Because I don't think Black is going to start over Fultz. But he could start over Suggs. He definitely won't start immediately. 
He doesn't have a super strong fantasy game. In fact, his translated rank was... In terms of translating fantasy ranks, two of the worst guys coming through were Hood Shafino out of the top 20. Hood Shafino, Jed Howard. They translated relatively poorly, and so did Anthony Black. And the Magic get two of them. Jed Howard at 11 is legitimately wild. That was not one that I was thinking at all. That's crazy. Martin, I agree that the fit is not bad for Jed Howard there. I just think that there are other players who fit into that role better than Howard does. Dick, Sensible, Pajemski even. I think Hawkins, yeah, probably not. Whitehead. I think I would have had all those guys ahead of Howard. I agree on the fit, but I also think that passing up like Whitmore doesn't make any sense. Whew, okay, that, that, that team is really hard to pass at the moment. The magic. Really, really hard to work out what's going on. Let's look at the history of pick number 12 as we head on to that, which Dallas now holds. Last year, it was, of course, the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. 2021, sexual harassment legend Josh Primo. 2020, Tyrese Halliburton. 2019, PJ Washington Jr. Wow, okay. That's the history of pick 12. My best available is still Whitmore, Leonard Miller, Kobe Bufkin, Derek Lively. It's Dallas at 12. Do they take Whitmore now? Do they take Lively? What do they do? Cam Whitmore is Miles Bridges light. That's not good. Yeah, I, I agree. I was a little bit down on Whitmore when I did my final evaluation. I had him down at seven, but I didn't expect that he'd still be available at 12. Did not expect that at all. So now we've got Dallas on the clock. At 12. So what's your prediction for Dallas? What do they do at 12? Do they take what they need, allegedly, in Derek Lively or Leonard Miller? Do they take what you think is best available or what they think is best available? And I don't know what that is. Best available is always very subjective as well. Because we don't know what who is the actual best available player at this point. I think this clears up some money here for Dallas as well. Yeah, Trade exception and full mid-level exception. Ooh. Okay, so Dallas did do it. They did do the thing, and they did take a fit player, who I do think is still a high upside guy, who was on my board for best available guys. And at pick number 12, Dallas is selecting Derek Lively, the second. Okay. The fit there is good. I don't think he will start immediately. Jason Kidd is not going to be one to throw a rookie in there straight off, I wouldn't have thought. But he does have tremendous upside. He very low usage player, and he's probably going to be that same guy in Dallas. Good shot blocking numbers, good rim protecting numbers. He's got some shooting upside. I don't think we're going to get to see it huge amounts initially. I still think he's a pretty high value um, dynasty target. I've still got him tier three um, going at pick number 12 here. I had him at 12 as well, so that's exactly the same spot that I had him. Um, I think it's a pretty good... Again, I still would have gone the extra value with Whitmore sliding, but there's something that's happening there with Whitmore that we maybe just don't have uh, information on. I'm guessing because yeah, like we don't we don't have all that information. There's something going on there. Like Whitmore was in play apparently at four at one point, but yeah, obviously not going to happen now. He's down to 13, which is Toronto. Toronto's Toronto has to, surely. Surely Toronto has to take 
Cam Whitmore at 13. Hmm. Wow. Um, some very interesting stuff going on there. So Derek Lively goes at 12. What do you think of that pick? Do you think that Lively does have offensive upside? Do you value him as highly as I do? That dynasty tier four that I had him at, I've actually bumped that to tier three now. So yeah, he's a quite interesting, a quite interesting player. Not as high a block level as like um, a Walker Kessler from last season, but still a pretty good, still a pretty good um, fantasy profile. This Whitmore slides reminds me of DeJounte Murray dropping to the Spurs at 19. DeJounte Murray went at 29. Why is everyone passing on Whitmore injury stuff? I don't know. He did have a thumb issue. There's got to be something going on. There's got to be some medical thing that we don't know about uh, that is dropping him this far, which is just distinctly possible. It's distinctly possible. All right, let's... Hmm. So it's 13. It's Toronto. Orlando, man. Jed Howard. That is a crazy pick. This is a great fit pick for Dallas, and they sort of can afford to do it. I think just with Whitmore there, there's got to be more to it. There just has to be more to whatever's going on with Cam Whitmore uh, that is causing him to slide this far. Again, I, I had Sauer on him. We heard that there was going to be a drop for him probably, but not really this far. Let's look at the history of pick 13 over the last three years, four years. Last year, it was Jalen Duran, Passport legend. 2021, it was retirement legend Chris Duarte. 2020, it was Kyra Lewis Jr., who I did really like and has been bad. And then 2019 was Tyler Hero at this pick. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Okay. Let's look at my best available list. Whitmore, Leonard Miller, Kobe Bufkin, and Noah Clowney, who I am pretty pretty high on. Um, I know most a lot of people don't agree with me there on Clowney, which is totally okay. Because remember, there's always stuff that happens, isn't there? We're all going to be wrong and right on this stuff. We're all trying to just take a crack at things and have a fly. But I really like what Clowney is able to do. Um, Perimeter-wise, interior-wise, shot-blocking-wise, youth-wise, he's really young as well. So some upside on that too. So that's really, yeah. That's really interesting. So Toronto, what is what is Masai and Bobby Webster cooking? What do they got coming up? What do you think they do here? Do we think that... Ugh. No, I don't think Whitmore is a ship like. I think it's got to be... I've never heard anything about that to say about Whitmore. People are really into dick on this show. I am not a dick like 19. Um, I'm just not as high on dick as others are. What are they going to do? Buffkin's an option for them, for sure. All right. Well. The Jet Howard one is, yeah, I, I do not like that at all. 
That's which one do I hate the most? Which pick do I not like the most? Let's see out of these picks. Uh, I don't like Miller at two. I don't like Black at six. I don't like Bilal at seven. I'm coming around on Wallace at ten. I don't like Howard at eleven. I love Scoot at three, Amen at four, Asar at five, Hendricks at nine. I'm liking, I'm coming around on Wallace at 10. I'm coming around. Well, Lively at 12 is all right. Jarris is fine. I would have taken Hendricks, but Jarris is fine there. And obviously, I love Victor, like, of course. I don't know what this thing is, pivot analysis. What's this? Who grades Jet Howard? Offensive, real adjusted plus minus, grade D. Defensive, grade D. Total, grade D. Offensive tendency comparisons, Cam Reddish, Kendrick Nunn, and apparently Kevin Punter Jr., which is Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, that's not great. That's not great. For Jed Howard. Yeah, that's a I yeah, I don't do not like that pick at all. But got us excited, got us some, something interesting happening. So they really reached up to get a shooter and then didn't take the one that everyone thought they would. I'm just wow, I'm just well down on him. Cam Whitmore had a median ADP across mock drafts at five point nine prior to today. And yet here we are without any idea what's actually going on. I'm sure some stuff will come out. You've got to take Whitmore. I think you have to here. Let's have a drink. I might have to actually do a, an ad read while we wait for the next, next one. Let's do that so I can get so I can get paid. Today's episode, that's the wrong number. We'll get back to that. False start. Today's episode is brought to you by the people at PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy. Daily Fantasy made easy. It's not salary caps. It's not up against thousands of people. It's you versus player projections. You do between two to six individual player projections, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. It's available in over 30 US states. You can do an entry in under 60 seconds. It's just like points or rebounds or assists, and you go, oh, more or less. Put them in. You can do it for baseball at the moment. You can do it for WNBA, European basketball, cricket, NASCAR, PGA, um, disc golf, of course, the GOAT, the best sport of all time. My GOAT. Sorry, Brandon Miller. My GOAT, disc golf. Download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget, enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's go back in now to the best available on my list and we'll see if any pick has been decided. It has not. We're still waiting for... hmm. All right. What is the the Raptors? Let's see. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? I think the Mavs actually did pretty good work there. Got out of Bertans, opens up cap space, gets the guy they probably wanted anyway at 10. Would have been good if they got an extra pick out of it. Really good move from Dallas. Really strong. Some good trades. I don't really understand the Washington-Indiana trade, but this one I do. This one I do. What's the most interesting dynasty thing here? I think it's, it's probably is it Bilal going to Washington, having a real impact on Denny. Again, the guy I was arguing with yesterday or this morning about Denny, it's a man that's really huge for him, these moves. Yeah, this is what I mean. Maybe not. We'll see. But again, Denny probably can play the four on this team. He probably will be there for They don't have any other fours, do they? They don't really, yeah, they don't really have any other fours. 
Uh, Mitch Kupchak. Brandon was our favorite all along. Yep, okay. All right, Mitch. You also drafted James Booknight. So, yeah, what are we going to say? And Kai Jones. Utah, huge W coming out with Taylor Hendricks in this draft as well, I think. At that position, especially. Just a huge, huge win. All right, let's go back to see what other news is going on here. How are you guys going in the chat? What have you thought? What's your number one? Um, Denny is a power forward. Yeah, he played a lot of small forward last year. Tons of it. And he is probably a power forward. I, I do agree with that. Out of Avdir and Kispert's not long for this team, is my guess. All right, they've got Poole. They've got Bilal. And Kispert and, and Denny, one of those is not going to project as a starter. Could Bilal end up playing at the four? Eh, probably not. So maybe Kispert's on the outs. I'm just, I'm just not secure in Denny. We believe in him, rock-solid part of our core. I don't think that you should be looking at him that way. Hmm. Let's go. Do you guys believe in Lively? I do. I I think there's something there with him. From a fantasy perspective and from a real life perspective, I don't think he's got like superstar upside at all. But I do believe in him. The lowest player on my board that's been drafted is Jed Howard. I had him at 23. So yeah, he's well down. He is in tier eight now for me in Dynasty. Where where Whitmore goes here, he was tier three for me, Whitmore in Dynasty. He's not going to be anymore. That's pretty clear, I think. He's definitely not going to be. Lakers moving up to 40. Anthony, they did move up to 40, you're right. I think that, to me, there's probably 45 really solid players in this draft. And just getting to 40 gives them a little bit more value. Miller over Scoot is great for Lamelo's dynasty value. Yeah, that's probably true, Nectarios. Yeah, I agree with that. Man, the Raptors are really, really taking some time here. Hmm. What's been the weirdest, do you think? The Magic taking Jet? The Wizards trading up for Bilal? The Thunder trading up for Kaysen Wallace? It's hard. Look, I look at it and go, for Kaysen in particular, let's look at that one. I really like Kaysen Wallace. I had him at nine. I've got no problem with it. But did you actually need to do that? Was Orlando going to take Kaysen after taking Anthony Black? Probably not. Was Dallas going to take Kaysen? Probably not. Very, very interesting. So that's, I just don't understand. Not that they gave up a huge amount. They took on Bertans, boost their salary number. Maybe they move off him again. I don't know. He won't play really much for them. Huh. Be good to get a pick here. The Jazz are going to have at 16 to get their second guy. Some really good guys available. Um, as you can see, my best available. Like we've got 13, 14, 15, 16. The Jazz can get one of these players here who I really like. Or someone else they might choose like Dick or the, the speaker, Keynote George. The Jazz won't take Miller or Clowney though. But they could get Bufkin. I don't know. And probably not. The Pelicans will take Bufkin.
I yeah. What is going on? Cam Whitmore's medicals are creating all sorts of worrying. Okay, so it's Michael Portering, huh? But what was the issue? He had a thumb issue in college. What was actually the problem? What's his? What's the bad medical on Cam? Does anyone know? I haven't seen. Out. Hey, there we go. All right, Toronto's pick is in. And they are going with Prestige Penis. The S-tier schlong. Grade A dick to Toronto at 13. He definitely fits a need. White Gary Trent Jr. Um, Mugato Jr. Real doll. Legend. Grady Dick. Um, I don't think he was the best player available on the board. I worry about what he can do outside of shooting, but he can shoot. Is he the best shooter in this class? I don't think so, but he's close to it. He's got good size. He's a bit of a defensive liability. I had him in tier six for dynasty. I worry about, can he ever be a 30 minute a night guy regularly? I don't know. I'm just not as high on, I think he's a little one dimensional as a player which it could work out. But in terms of fit, it's very anti what they've done as well with their previous picks, the Raptors, which is an interesting thing to see. They're just going against type there. Um, but yeah, he is... Let's see what this does for his dynasty ranking value, actually. Grady Dick, who I had down low. I had him in tier... What's on the screen there? Tier six, yeah. Still had him tier six. So let's... Move him up. He goes at pick 13. I don't think this is going to change much now. He stays at pick at, at tier six for me for Dynasty. He's a 6'8 wing. He's 19. He does have some offensive creation upside, I think. Defense is a worry. I don't think he's a terrible, terrible defender. I think he's going to be, because he's white, he's going to get picked on. I don't think he's a terrible defender. I don't think he's a positive one, though. I think he still is. You think he still would classify him as a liability defensively. But he's not horrendous. It's not a bad pick. It's not what I would do. I've had other guys in the tiers ahead here, like those other players. Like I had Dick down in tier five, or Dick down. But I had, there's a few. I had Whitmore obviously is my tier three guy, and a couple of tier four guys still available. But I'm not going to hate it. I, I I still think guys like Sensible could be better than Grady Dick, and don't really need know you needed to do this one here. But that's okay. That's okay. It's not a bad pick. I don't think he's going to be a great. Um, I don't think he's going to be a great fantasy player. The wow, okay. The the suit here is horrific. Someone who looks like Kevin Bacon, which is actually a W a W lookalike. Okay, so fourteen is the Pelicans. Okay, what do you think New Orleans does? I I think. But, oh, do they take Whitmore? Do they want another injury risk if it's really that bad? What even is the injury? Has anyone in chat said it? Let me go and have a look. Hmm. What even is this in- injury? Well, so many dick comments here that are getting held down by... um. YouTube. It is a great dick pick for Kundo Campazo. Great A. 
He looks like Nick Angstat. <laughs> That's really good. I'll make sure I tell Nick that. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll tweet that out. Thank you for that. Let's tweet that out. Um, wow. So the Mavericks are active in the trade marketplace to use their $17 million exception to get a player for a current or future pick. Great. That picture, that gray dick suit compared with the glasses is legitimately insane. You've got to go. You have to take. Yeah, you have to take Whitmore. I'm sorry, it's falling too far. I don't know what this injury could be. What is so bad about his injury status that leaves us in this position? What could possibly be this bad? Let's have a look at the history now of pick 14 over the last four years. Last year was Oshai Baji. I didn't like that pick. Number 20 in 2021, it was Moses Moody. When you look at Modi Moody, Modi Moody, Modi. In 2020, it was Aaron Neesmith and 2019, Romeo Langford, two Celtic swings and misses at pick number 14 over the last couple of years. Let's go back to my best available players. It's still Whitmore, Leonard Miller, Kobe Bufkin, Noah Clowney. I would say Bufkin's a huge chance to go off the board here. That's who I think they will probably go with, I think. No, they're not Jordan Hawkins. What the f... Okay, all right. All right, we're doing that, I guess. Priority on shooting. Still think the best shooter's still there. And that's probably sensible. Hawkins, uh, we'll get to him in a second, but yeah, okay. Well, there is a role there for him. Their team is still really a little strange in terms of how it all plays out. Hawkins is not going to be, I don't think, a great... Fantasy producer, especially not, um, especially not this season. Let's uh, let's bring him across here. Hawkins, he could be the best shooter. Is it Dick sensible Miller? What else does he do though? Like, can he defend? I don't think so. Can he pass? I don't think so. Rebound? I don't think so. I've got him in tier nine dynasty before this pick was made, and like I'm not. I'm not super confident in what he brings. He obviously played on the champions with Connecticut. I just think this is, it's just an unexciting low upside play. I did have him ahead of Jet Howard, but Howard, Dick and Hawkins going 11, 13, 14 is prioritizing shooting, which is very important. But they're just role players, I think. I don't really see them as anything else. I think they're just role players. And it's just not what I would be doing. Like, that's fine. I think you can get role players through free agency. I don't know. I, I don't like it for the Pelicans. I don't like it. Now, that's the lottery done. We're out of the lottery. Jordan Hawkins, 6'5". He's just turned 21, so he's a little bit older than most of these players. The oldest player drafted so far. From Connecticut, guard. Could be elite shooter. Could start on the wing for a few years, but I just don't see the overall elite um, fantasy upside from him. I don't. I don't really see that uh, coming at all. Now it's Atlanta at fifteen. What do you think of Jordan Hawkins? I'm just going to go and make some adjustments to something. Um, 
as we just sit and absorb that. Yeah. I just didn't love that. I just think it's a little bit not wasteful, especially when high upside prospects like Whitmore are available. I think it's a wasteful pick. Whit- uh, Hawkins is totally fine. Totally okay. Probably is a solid NBA player. But that's it. I don't see the excitement in him. I don't see the upside in him. Um, I, I just don't know what's going on. Keith, I actually mentioned that exact quote early on. The Tomahawk. Nectarius, I love it. I love it. The Tomahawk. <laughs> I, know, I know that you're Australian as well. The Lakers are rubbing their hands. Yeah, they should be. So Atlanta's got to take Whitmore, yeah, to continue the Cam Reddish trend. Oh, God. Teams think Whitmore isn't committed to the game. Well, that's not what Jonathan Wasserman just said. But why would they think he's not committed to the game? Because he played through injury last year? Why do you think Whitmore's not committed to the game? I feel like that's just very nebulous talk. <sighs> what can they do here? Atlanta. At 15. There's lots of value here. Let's look at what the history of pick 15 is. Last year, it was old mate... Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. 2021 was Corey Kispert. 2020 was Cole Anthony. And 2020, 2019 was Sekou Dumbaya, which I actually like Sekou as a top 10 player and he was dreadful. Those other three are useful, really useful players. It's not bad. My best available list isn't changing because no one's taking these guys. Oh, here we go. All right. So we're, we're on the, we've got something going on now with the, um, the Hawks have made their pick. And I am, uh, I like it. I still, not what I have done because the guy is still sliding in um, Cam Whitmore, which there's got to be something horrendous going on with his medicals. But at this stage, surely you just have to do it. But Kobe Bufkin is a really strong pick. They were relying at times on Aaron Holiday to run backup point for this team. Bufkin, do they they move on? Can Bufkin play with Trey? Yeah. Is he a better fit with Trey than DeJounte Murray? Probably. Um, But I'm not, Gonna hear. I'm not here to tell you that necessarily, but it could be. I I really like. I do actually really like this pick for Atlanta to get Kobe Bufkin in there. Let's throw his little uh, video up. He's a sophomore, but he's basically the age of a freshman. Unbelievable rim finish, finishing numbers, especially in the half court. He needs to be stronger. I him at tier six in dynasty. He is a guy that can pass a bit, can shoot a bit, can finish at the rim, can defend as well. He's. Um, I just think there's a lot. A lot to like about Bufkin, who was a, a riser, for sure. As my just trying to update my pick graphic. He was a riser over the last month or two. Just really, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a strong pick. He was obviously on my best available board. And the I've got Cam Whitmore still at the top of that list because I don't really know what's going on to have him down at that spot. Or why he's fallen this far. But that's where we are, isn't it? I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my thing there, but I figured it out now. Hmm. So, Kobe Bufkin goes at number 15 to the Atlanta Hawks. 6'4 combo guard. He's 19, as I said, not even 20, and he's a sophomore. So, again, sophomore doesn't always tell you um, everything that you need to know. 
So who would be my next best... Who goes onto my best available board after that? Let's go and have a look. It is... Ooh, it's my man. Let's have a look at him. Let's stick him onto the list. You'll see it in a second when I bring it up. All right. So what do you think of Kobe Bufkin at 15? I think this makes quite a bit of sense. Again, there is still the issue of the why is Cam Whitmore falling. And I would have no problem with them taking Leonard Miller or Noah Clowney here. But Bufkin was in my next four guys. He's in my tier four. I had him at 11 overall on my board. It's hard to get angry at it. It's hard to, yeah, hard to do anything bad about that. So Kobe Bufkin goes there at number 15. Let's go to the pick history now and look at what the history of pick 16 is in the, in the draft. And that takes us to last year where the Atlanta Hawks took Adrian Griffin Jr., Bucks coach, head son, head son? No, Bucks head coach's son, Adrian Griffin Jr. 2021 was the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Um, 2020 was the big fella, Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. And 2019 was Tumor KK. So some pretty good picks there at pick 16. Pretty good picks. What do you think of Bufkin? Let's see, go to chat. What do you guys think happened there? Is it because teams didn't work out? We might know. It's, it's, apparently, it's injury. But again, I just have no idea what the injury actually is. You've got, you got to do it. At 16, it's now Utah. They surely have to do it. You have to pick him. When you're in a rebuild situation like this, maybe it doesn't work out. That is distinctly possible. That it just, just doesn't work out. I'm just trying to get my... I realize I'm not 100% aligned here on the screen where I should be. So let's adjust that because I'd like to be aligned as possible. All right, that's better. Um, so my list of best available is Whitmore, Leonard Miller, Noah Clowney, and Pajemski. Should the take, Lakers take Whitmore if available? Yeah, look, there's obviously something that we don't know, right, about his injury. Based on talent, yes. All of these teams should be taking him based on talent, but they're not. So that tells us that you know something's going on. And it must be significant, or teams are really just overthinking this. Um, it looks like... Oh, Woj is back to spoiling picks, the dickhead. <laughs> um, oh, so it looks like they might be going with the speaker. Keynote George. But we'll wait to see if that's confirmed. That looks like I'm going to prepare. That's what it is with Keontae. I I don't mind the fit of him in Utah. I worry about how a Keontae George, Colin Sexton backcourt looks. That That's a little worry. And I worry about the shot-chucking tendencies of both of those guys. And can any of them pass? No, is the answer. Um, but they were able to get a real steal at pick number nine with Taylor Hendricks. So if you know, if they end up with... A with Keontae here, maybe it's okay. From Baylor, of course. Okay, so is that actual legit Woj, or are you just are you just teasing us? No, it looks like it is Keontae. Yep. All right. So Keontae George goes at pick sixteen to the Utah Jazz. So he had, he did deal with a back injury in college, Keontae. He had some really bad um, efficiency numbers, though. High usage, low percentage. 
He was a highly touted guy coming out of high school. Um, I had him at tier seven in my dynasty leagues. He's he's okay. I don't. The fit is okay with Utah. Again, him and Sexton. I wouldn't be viewing Sexton as a key part of my future though. George, I don't think he can be a full-time point guard, but there's a little bit of Donovan Mitchell in him, who's not really a full-time point guard, but sort of is. But he needs to rein in some of the horrible shot selection that he showed last season in Baylor, um, or at Baylor. More accurately, he's 6'4", so he's a little undersized. Again, like Donovan Mitchell, but he's a lead guard type. Could he be like a CJ McCollum sort of a player? I, I can sort of see maybe that being something that he is able to do. I'm not, I'm not convinced on George. I did have him lower. Where did I have uh, Keontae? I had him down at ooh, 24. Yeah, he was in my tier six. So there's a few guys who I had ahead of him who are still available. But Keontae ends up going there at pick 16 to the Jazz. Bufkin went at 15, didn't he? I'm just going through and adjusting my dynasty tier. So that puts Bufkin into tier five, actually, for my dynasty tiers. And it puts George or keeps George in tier 16. I wonder what this is going to do to Miller, though. Like, he was tier three. Yeah, it's going to drop him well down. Probably to four or five, I'm guessing. Tier wise, I still believe in him, but this is a real concern um, as to just what's actually going on, especially when we just don't know what's happening. So, pick 17 is the Lakers. Okay. What will the Lakers do? Whitmore, yeah, doesn't, he's not a great fit necessarily. He's not, can he help winning immediately? I don't know. Can any rookie? Not really. They were probably looking for shooting. Sensible could make a little bit of sense if that's what they're actually looking to do. But I think you just got to take. Yeah, I think you got to. Hmm. So there's. Well, now Tony Jones is saying there's something yeah, significantly wrong with Whitmore. Wow. So I moved him down to seven. That obviously wasn't down enough. Whitmore is like a um, Nick Smith or even a Derek Lively, guys with really high high school rankings coming in that probably underperformed somewhat. Yeah, in college. Okay, let's look at pick 17's draft history. Last year, it was Tari preseason. 2021 was Kenneth Murphy the third. 2020 was Alexei Pokashevsky. And 2019 was Nikhil Alexander-Walker. All those players are useful NBA rotation players, which at pick 17, you're going to take that every day of the week to get a rotation guy at that spot. Whether that yeah, ends up happening this year or not, but there are plenty of guys available who I think can still be useful at this position. So my best available is still the same. Whitmore, Miller, Clowney and Pajemski. What will the Lakers do? I saw this tweet here saying the Kings had the best training staff in the league last year. Whitmore is sliding due to medicals. This is a match made in heaven. The Kings lost the fewest amount of games played out of any team. Does that mean they had the best medical staff or does it mean that they were the luckiest? Don't know. But obviously, at pick 24, if Ken Whitmore's there, you take him. It would be crazy not to. If this is happening to Whitmore, Derek Whitehead's going to slide to the 40s because he's got a significant foot injury. And I think he's really good. So what they end up doing there is... is oh, man. 
very, very interesting now. Oh, I need someone here to bring me a, some food. I'm getting hungry. The lake is at 17. Oh, sorry for hitting the mic. Why is this emoji thing blocking the comments? I don't know. What emoji thing? I don't know what you're talking about. Whitmore was out of shape. <clears throat> is paying up in the draft common? What do you mean, Gil? I also don't know, David, what you mean about emoji blocking. What does that mean? Is paying up... Yeah, teams trade up relatively often. The two trade-ups haven't really cost anything so far, though, which is really interesting. Is it because they don't value the players or because they know that there is strong depth in these guys? And as I said, I reckon there's 35 first-round players, probably 35 top 20 players in this draft, or at least 30 top 20 players in this draft. So if you trade back and you get something out of it, but that's also why they're probably not getting a huge amount out of it. Like the Pacers getting two seconds and the Mavericks getting... I, I don't... Not the Mavericks. The, not the Thunder traded up. And like, you know, that trade's so weird. The Mavericks gave up an expiring deal, or no, a, a deal they wanted to get off of to move up or to move back. Yeah, that was a weird trade. That was a weird trade. Okay. No word on the Lakers yet. Look for a Pacers move up what they got from the Wizards. Or the two seconds. Move up from 26. It can't be his thumb, baby Jesus, about Cam Whitmore. Is his thumb that jacked up? It can't be his thumb. It's got to be something else. Back, knees, feet. Thumb, who cares? Like, it'll be fine. Jeremy Wu stated there's palpable trepidation, yeah, around Whitmore's medicals. That's what Wasserman said as well. Is there something horrible there? What the hell is it? And why is this just coming out now? Why is it yeah, why is it coming out now? <sighs> okay. Lakers, let's do something. See what happens in a draft. There's been one player traded. People expect a lot of fireworks with players getting dealt. One player, and that's Davis Bertans. A bunch of stuff before the draft. But players, it's it's very rare. We saw Melton last year. It's very rare for a player to get traded during the draft. Or, or for lots of players to move during the draft, more to the point. Who would you take here as the Lakers? Everyone in chat. Like, would you take Whitmore? Do I think Jed Howard is a good pick? No, I don't. I didn't like the pick at all. Um, will this be the worst drafted class by GMs and teams we'll ever see? Don't know about that. Like passing on Luca at one was already makes that terrible. I think there's been some iffy picks. I don't know. It's very hard to judge, but it hasn't hasn't stood out as me as being just horrendous across the board. It's got to be more than his thumb, though. Whitmore, it has to be. It can't possibly just be a thumb injury. George is... Keonta George is an interesting one for Utah and where he fits in. Like, 
Yeah, they were starting Chris Dunn and Taylor Horton Tucker. So is it George and Abaji as their future backcourt? I don't like Abaji. Is it where Sexton fit? He's probably best as a sixth man. Clarkson's probably not going to be back. Um, wow, Nick. is the person who told me that Nick Angstad looks like Grady Dick. So I, I tagged Nick in it. He's seen it. He's also changed his Twitter name to Thick Grady Dick Impersonator. I just call myself a thick dick impersonator, to be honest. It does way more for your PR. I'm just going to... Thick dick legend. Thick dick Nick. There you go. That's a great nickname. i got to remember it when Nick's on the show. Thick dick Nick. Here he is. Why? Um, I told you... What I hate about the NBA is the the wrong hats on to players. It's got to change. It's so ridiculous. I know there's league year stuff and all that sort of thing. It's ridiculous so that we have to go through this. All right. What else have we got? Any more info coming through? What's been your best pick of the draft, guys? Let me know in the chat while we wait for the Lakers to do something. What is What do you think the best pick is so far? I screwed at three. Vic at one. Hendricks at nine. I think they're the best picks. I think they're the, yeah, I think they're the best picks. Oh. God, is it, do anyone think that Whitmore goes outside the top twenty? Hood Shafino, you think to LA? Wallace to OKC? Hmm. Yeah, I'm coming around on it. Thoughts on Bilal? I gave it earlier. I think it's too early for Bilal. I don't really get the purpose of it for the Wizards. I think Bilal's fine, but yeah, I, I didn't love it. I didn't love Washington moving up. Didn't cost much, but moving up to take Calabali didn't make sense. I like Calabali, but I think it's a little bit of getting caught up in the moment, to be honest. I like Bufkin. Someone said they like Bufkin as a pick. I, I do like that one as well. Um. Hmm. Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, I didn't like the Hawkins pick either. Didn't like the Howard pick. Oh, they are taking Hood Shafino, the guy that said that in chat. Well done to you, Hood Shafino, Jalen Hood Shafino to the Lakers. That is, I think I had that in one in one mock draft. It's a real like we are replacing D'Angelo Russell moment. That's who Hood Shafino is. Now he had. Some real horrible numbers in college, but I think some of that is the Trace Jackson Davis factor. Hmm. Again, what is going on with Whitmore? What is going on with Whitmore? Hutchafino, good size. I got him down dynasty tier 10 because I worry about the shooting and shot selection, but good size. He's, he rose a bit in mock drafts and then fell away, but the poor shooting, is it's it's got to be a concern. Like It's a huge concern for Jalen Hutchafino coming out of Indiana. Going to go update the dynasty tier on him. 
I had him at 17. Well, there you go. I had him at 17. He goes at 17. He stays there at tier 9 in Dynasty. I, oh, actually, he's up to tier 9. He wasn't tier 10. He's up to tier 9. He's a good size player, but the shooting numbers were a concern. I think he's got some pretty good passing feel, um, but the shot selection and that sort of stuff was uh, a legitimate concern, I think. What did I just do? I screwed something up. Don't know what it was. Um... All right, so Hood Shafino, got to update the ticker there. From Indiana, yeah, 6'6". Six, six. He's 20, so he's an older freshman as well. Just turned 20. And then we've got to go on to pick 18 is the next one. What do you think of Hood Shafino to LA? I don't think he's going to start as a rookie, but they need to make decisions on D'Angelo Russell, and he is a pretty clear... Uh, longer-term replacement, I think. Hmm. It's not bad. It's not bad, Huchafina, though. I'm not going to hate on it. He wasn't in my best group of players available because I had him at 17 and multiple guys in the 20s have already been drafted. So that's why I'm not as high on it. To me, Whitmore and Miller still being around is pretty crazy. I would, I would, I would have thought that out of the guys that were available there, Whitmore obviously there's something going on, but Pujemski and Sensible make a lot of sense to me. But I also had Hudshafino just a little bit behind those guys, so it's not that far off. Not that far off. Pick eighteen is Miami. Do the Heat trade this one away? Wouldn't be, there's really not much going on trade wise, is there? Really not much at all. What was... Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm not coming around on Jalen necessarily, but I'm not far off it. I think it's okay. If some of those other guys hadn't have been on the board, I'd be very much, very much in on it. But... Unfortunately... What is that? What's going on in the background there? Oh, no, it's just that. Okay. Um, all right, let's look at pick 18, the draft history. Some real stinkers here. Last year, Dale and Terry didn't love that pick. Trey Mann didn't love that pick. Josh Green, yeah, it's a pretty good pick. I think he's going to turn into an okay player. And then Goga, but Dadze. I really did like Goga at that pick, but... Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile. No, not the da. Not the da. Uh, that hasn't worked out at this point. Hopefully it works out, but yeah, hasn't really worked out. He went to a weird situation in Indiana and it has not worked out. So far now he's in Orlando. So pick 18 is Miami. There's so many options here. Do they trust their medical staff to get Whitmore right? Again, what the hell is even going on with it? I think Huchafino is probably going to be a bench player for Indiana. Apparently, the Lakers were discussing trading it, but they are going to keep it, and they're going to keep Hood Shafino. I think he does have a little bit of fantasy upside. The, the translation numbers were horrific for him because of the bad shooting. Like They were really bad. Um, but he is in Tier 9 there. He's a little bit older. Fell out of the lottery. It's not a bad situation for him. The size is interesting. I'm not going to get too excited about him, though. I'm not going to get too excited. 
my best available still remains the same. Cam Whitmore, Leonard Miller, Noah Clowney, and Brandon Pajemski. Oh, this Whitmore fall is crazy, honestly. I'm coming around on Hood Shafino. I, I, I had him 17, so I'm definitely not out on Hood Shafino here. I just think I had other guys. I think I know I had other guys ahead of him. So it makes sense if those other guys hadn't have fallen. But it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. Hmm. Okay. All right. Ball was a lottery guy at one point. It fell to 45. Yeah, he. some people thought he was a lottery guy. I thought he was like a late first rounder. He was not anywhere near as valuable as... Whit- like Whitmore was thought of as top seven on draft night. Ball was not. He was never thought of that on draft night at all. Yeah, I don't know, N23, who's saying, like, how does every team know about Whitmore, but we haven't heard anything? Like, they all know because they pass medicals around and they chat to each other. But why we don't know, I don't know why we don't know anything about it. Teams found out that Whitmore is 21. Isn't he, like, 18? Should the Wizards field a team? Yeah, I think they should. Projection of Wembenyama fantasy rank. There's no point in me doing it now, Enoch. Like, there's just so much to go water to go under the bridge, and I always like to provide information that's based on me sitting down for hours and hours and hours and projecting these guys out. And until we know what the Spurs team actually looks like, and we get more information. It's really hard to do that. There's a chance that he could be a top twenty player. There's a chance of that. Probably not going to project him there. To me, he's probably going to be a top forty player, maybe top thirty. But again, I, I just don't know at this stage. The Heat will go for Murray. Yeah, I think that would be a mistake as well. We'll see what they do. Okay. Uh, What are the odds of Whitmore falling to the second round? I think there's no chance of that. But who knows? I always thought it was no chance of this. Woj said teams describe a combination of poor individual workouts and not great interviews as part of the reason why Whitmore has dropped. Really? He's 18. Like, really? What the f- Miami. Oh, no. Miami. Oh, what a what a pick that is. Okay. So Miami's taking a 23-year-old in Jaime Jaquez Jr., who, by all accounts, is a really smart player. Um, but what are we doing? Like, what's... He's 22. Did I say 23? He's 22. Oh, that is... Ricci. Ricci to me. I don't like it. But Huckers from UCLA. Smart passer. Some iffy shooting numbers across four years. He's an older prospect. I had him down at 14 in my dynasty tiers. That will change because now he's got more draft capital invested into him. But where did I have Huckers? I have at 37. Holy shit. That's a big jump. So he was at tier 14. He's up to tier nine now because of that jump in um, value. Wow. 
That is a very, very intriguing and interesting pick. Yeah, did Huckers do enough this year to be a guy that wasn't able to come out in last year's draft? That's what I always had. like. Why didn't he come out last year when he was younger? I don't love it. I don't love it. Smart player, smart passer. Is this insurance for like Struess or Vincent? But he's not a shooter like Struess. He plays. He, uh, does he actually preview as a starter? I don't think so. He's got some size, so he can probably play the three. Uh, yeah. Love to know Miami fans' reaction to this. He's a smart player. College people who you know jerk themselves off over college basketball will love him. An older player who was solid and he's he's interesting. But man, I don't know. That just doesn't just doesn't always work out that well in the NBA. It's a little bit um, abaji-ish. I just don't get it. I can't believe that Huckers goes over Cam Whitmore. That's insane to me. I'm going to bring up Huckers' numbers because I know that like, his shooting numbers were pretty poor. Let's have a look. Jaime Huckers Jr. Played four years. Shot 30, under 33% from three. Hit 0.93s per game in 33 minutes last year. Averaged 18 points. Two, two assists. Eight rebounds. One and a half steals. Good defensive numbers. He was okay. like as a junior, he averaged 14 points in 30 minutes. He averaged 12 points as a sophomore in 35 minutes. He's been a starter basically his whole career, but only comes out now as a senior. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. His free throw shooting is iffy, like 76%, 74% overall for his career. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Not what I would have done. Definitely not what I would have done. There's just so many other options there. Wasn't he in like a Mr. Beast video the other day? <laughs> um, is this the same dude that shit on the Keegan age pick? Yeah, it is me. We'll see whether it works out. You, you can't judge a draft after one year. I still don't think Keegan at four was the right pick. Simple. Chris, I'll have to sit down and look at that. He says, which of the rookies from last year benefits the most from the incoming rookies this year? I don't know. People always look at these guys, these older players, and go, well, they're win-now players. And honestly, it's 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 not true. Just because you stayed longer in college doesn't mean that you're a win-now player in the NBA. Shout out to Oshaya Baji. Like, that doesn't mean that at all. I think he's a, it can sometimes, but younger players can have as much of an impact. Like it does, it doesn't mean that. It's just we think that they're older that they're going to contribute immediately, and it just isn't the case. It's not a blanket hard and fast rule. Okay, so I think there's just a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of misconceptions about well, the player must be older than I don't know. The player's older, so therefore he must be ready. It just it just doesn't work that way. It can. It also might not. And that's where you go like back and forth. Like It's not a hard and fast rule that this is the older you are out of college, the more ready you are. It just doesn't work that way. So that's the natural thing that we think of when these older players go. But I don't know. He, like, he's 
fine. He's solid. He works hard. He's a good defender. He's a smart passer, but it wouldn't have been what I would have done. Obviously, it wouldn't have been what I would have done because you can see my best available players. Let's have a look at history of pick 19, which is the Golden State Warriors. Pick last year was Jake LaRavia, Kai Jones, the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay, and Luka Sharmanich. Some real iffy ones there. I still got a little bit of hope for LaRavia. And Bay's obviously a solid enough rotation player without being spectacular. You know my thoughts on Sadiq Bay as a player. Very, very overrated at times. But he's still a solid enough rotation player. There is a lot of value available here, in my opinion, which is going to be wrong with a lot of these guys. The Whitmore stuff is just... It's crazy. Like, what was his interviews? He's like, I hate basketball and I'm going to murder all my teammates. Like, what did he say that was so bad? It's going to be something. It has to be something, surely. I don't know what it is, but it's got to be something. Just some very weird stuff. Best available, still the same four guys that are falling. I think there's a lot of value here for these guys. Some smart teams are going to make some smart picks, I think, coming up. Oh, yes, and Golden State did the smart thing. Good for them. Really, really enjoyed that because they are taking my mate, Brandon Pajemski. Pajemski, a guy that barely played for Illinois. They had a lot of seniors ahead of him. Transferred to Santa Clara and put up some of the best numbers you will see as a prospect. His statistical translations were absolutely insane. And I would have gone, obviously, you can tell because I've said it, Many times already, I would have gone much higher here on Pajemski. Yes, his role is probably not going to be super strong immediately in Golden State because of Curry, Clay, Chris Paul. But you'll notice that every single one of those names is old. And Pajemski can be the bench guard that in two, three years' time really steps up. Just be aware that if you are drafting in dynasty leagues that you are going to... um. You know, have to probably wait a little bit on that, and it's a little bit of playing the long game. I've got Pajemski up now in... He was in Tier 7. I've got him up at Tier 4 now. I've, I've bumped him up because his original um, mock draft ADP numbers were a lot lower than this, and this bumps him way up. It bumps him way, way up. Very interesting in what happens here. So he's a 6'5 combo guard, probably play the point a little bit, can defend a little bit, strong rebound, a good passer, good defensive numbers. There's just a lot to like about what Pajemski is able to bring. And that will take him off my best available list because he's been there for a while. We'll take him off that list. Um, yeah, I just I'm really I really do like this pick from Golden State. I think it's smart. I think Miami should have done it. Who is who would next jump onto my list there? Oh yeah, it's him. So yeah, that is a really, really good pick from Golden State. No, what did I just do? Um yeah. Can't wait to see what Pajemski's able to do. I think he's just the statistical translation stuff for him was just so impressive that it was just hard to ignore. It was hard to keep ignoring what he'd been able to do. And at some point, we have to take that into a level of consideration. And still, like, honestly, like, how bad could Whitmore's interviews have been? They can't have been this bad. What, is, what on earth? Houston with the pick now. Now they cannot pass on Whitmore. 
there was talk that they were thinking about taking Cam Whitmore at pick four. And now they're on the clock at pick 20. Very excited about Pajemski. I'm going to look up his numbers as well, give you an idea of what I'm actually talking about because they're great. He's got good size as well. Defense might be some of an issue. Can he play lead guard? I, I don't know. But he averaged, he played 36 minutes a night, 20 points, shot 48 from the field, 44 from three on almost six attempts. He got to the line almost five times. He averaged nine rebounds, four assists, 1.8 steals, and 0.5 blocks. They're crazy numbers. They're really, really good numbers. Let's have a look at the history of pick 20 over the last four years. Last year was Malachi Branham, not a bad player. Jalen Johnson, very interested in his dynasty upside. The big sneeze, Precious Achua, not interested in him at all. And then 2019 was Matisse Leibel, the painter, who's you know obviously a really strong um, defender, but has those offensive concerns. So let's bring up the best available list because finally it has uh, finally it has changed. It's been a while. We've been waiting for it. So I've still got Whitmore, Leonard Miller, Noah Clowney, and now Bryce Sensible jumps onto that list as one of the best four available players in my mind of who's available. And the Rockets are taking Cam Whitmore. Unbelievable that they were going to choose him or considering choosing him at pick number four, and they get him at pick 20. Yeah, that's that's ridiculously good value. Um, that basically taking Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore in the same draft, is, the Whitmore stuff is crazy, but that is just such a huge, huge W. I can't like, yeah. Maybe maybe Whitmore is just irredeemable. It would seem crazy that he would be, but that is just, yeah. Really, really good value for Houston there to get Cam Whitmore. He's a strong, explosive. The passing stuff is a, is a massive issue. Absolutely massive issue. He could be a future number one offensive option. I did have him dynasty tier three. That is definitely going to change. He's not going to be tier three anymore with his four. Probably tier four or tier five, but the numbers are still there. Really high steal rate in college as well. The problem is the vision and obviously the, the workout stuff, but man, you have to take that flyer there. You have to. And the Rockets did it. Congratulations to them for doing it. Just a huge, massive slide. He's a six foot seven wing from Villanova. He's not yet 19. He will be really soon. Pick number 20 is crazy, but he's got upside to be a number one scoring option. Very athletic. Some defensive ability as well. Can he play like small ball four? Yeah, I think he can. I just, yeah, there's a lot for me to like about, especially the value here of this pick. It's it's actually a crazy selection to get him here. Really, really in on that for Houston to do that. What do you guys think? It has to be a W, yeah? Even, even if it doesn't work out and he's got all these problems, then it's, yeah. Um, well, okay. So 20, 21 and 22 are both the Brooklyn Nets. They could, they surely would have taken Whitmore if he'd fallen. Well, he did fall, but it's not to them. So we've got Brooklyn up next with these two picks. Do you think they're going to keep him? Not much action trade-wise, is there? All right, so who do we? Who's on my list now that replaces Cam Whitmore at the top of best available? Who's been sitting there the whole day? Uh, oh, it's this guy. Okay. Oops. All right, another guy. Yeah, you know, I think uh, there's no way that I'm gonna. Well, I'll tell you who it is now. I'll show you on the screen in a second. But Derek Whitehead is jumping onto my best available list. I just think that 
his his medicals might just not check out at all. I don't have information on that. Like I know it's a concern. I I just don't know how bad they actually are. So I can't be too like aggressive on being negative towards him. The history of pick 21 last year, it was Christian Brown, who was obviously really solid for the Nuggets. Keon Johnson, Tyrese Maxey, huge W, and Brandon Clark in 2029. That's a huge uh, W as well. So that's where we sit with um, that. And as I said, we've got the ability now to bring up the best available list with Leonard Miller, Noah Clowney, Bryce Sensible, and Derek Whitehead. Now, I feel like I'm higher on those four guys than NBA teams, so they might actually sit here for quite a while as the best available. So I'm not sure. But yes, yeah, surely that's surely that's going to take... Yeah. They've got two picks. Hopefully they'll take one of these four guys. Let's actually have a look at where Whitmore ends up now in my dynasty tiers. He was at three. He gets picked at 20. He goes down. His projections were so strong and he was so high on my board that it doesn't drop him that far. It drops him into tier four. Yes. But it doesn't drop him that far. The upside is still there when you're talking about him for Dynasty. The upside is still there. Um, Back to Pajemski at 19 to the Warriors. Where's Santa Clara? Santa Clara, oh, it's the, where the Niners play, isn't it? It's in San Francisco. So he stays, he's his local. Oh, W. Not that he's from there, but that's where he went to college. The Rockets team is very interesting. As Lazarus Jackson says, Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, Taito Washington, Amen Thompson, Cam Whitmore, a lot of guys that want to dribble the ball, which is true, which is true. They need to make some decisions about what they're going to do, honestly, because that's just a, it's a little weird sort of fits there, but you, got, you think you've got to take him. Come on, Netsies. What are you going to do? We're getting to the stage of these guys. None of these guys are going to be redraft fantasy guys, I don't think. From here on out. Yeah, I don't think. Because who's like... Yeah, they're just not going to play large enough roles, I would say, as rookies. Hmm... The Rockets roster is a mess, yeah. How do I think they line up? Um, Porter, Green, Thompson, Smith, Shengun, Whitmore off the bench, Eason off the bench. That, that'd be my guess. There's still a lot to happen. I wouldn't have thought that Whitmore would start over Green or he would start over Thompson, and I think Porter will still start. But who knows what happens in free agency? That team is still really, really interesting. Did I do a history of picks for pick 20? I might not have. I apologize if I didn't. Well, did I do it? No, I did do it. It was Branham, Jalen Johnson, Precious Achua, and Matisse Leibel. Being gaslit by my own viewers. So I have to pick 21 now. What do I think about Tristan Vukcevic? I think he's an early second round player, really good shooter. I worry about some of the defense. The size is really, really good. Um, the shooting's great. I think he's a useful rotation piece, but I worry about the other parts of his game. Hmm. We sort of 
brushed it aside, but what the hell happens? I know we talked about it earlier, but let's have a chat about it now. What the hell happens with um, Portland? Isaac says they should start a men, Green, Whitmore, Smith, Shangoon. They should. They won't, though, I don't think. They won't bench Porter at this point. They'll, I think they'll start. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe they trade Kevin Porter. As a Filipino, I'm surprised we didn't try to hype up Kai Soto this year. Well, A, he couldn't be drafted because he was draft eligible last year. But there was someone who kept spamming my YouTube comments saying, I've got the perfect plan for Dallas. This is what they need to do. They need to get Kai Soto to be their starting center. And he would put like a 5,000-word screed uh, in basically every video. The Mavericks plan, get Kai Soto to be a starting center. I was like, bro, give it up. Who started at the three in Houston before? It was KJ Martin. He started there basically all last season at the three. Eric Gordon started there a little bit as well uh, before he was traded. But it was KJ Martin after that. All right, we're getting ready for this next pick from the Brooklyn Nets. Can't wait till we get to the second round and the picks just start flying and I can't keep up with who gets traded and who doesn't do anything. Where would you... Dynasty players, where would you put... I know I said I've got Whitmore Tier 4, but where does that put him to? Like, I think it's like... 12, 13, still value him pretty highly, but it's a massive red flag, obviously, that so many teams passed on him. That's a huge red flag. Hmm. Now, I wonder, the Rockets make a trade? Do they trade Kevin Porter? What's the, the the I think probably the number craziest, but Huck is at eighteen is there. I can't believe they took Huck as at eighteen. Uh, Kevin says Porter was immensely improved this season. I agree, he did improve quite a bit. Yeah. Don't act like Kevin Porter isn't a winning player. Well, he's not because the team's he's not. But he was Martin. Improved significantly, and he was really solid a lot of that way. A lot of the way, he, I don't. He hasn't been a winning player yet. Okay, I love this thing. This number of prospect workouts for all teams, like Charlotte, one hundred and six; Atlanta, ninety; Chicago, nine. Philadelphia, three. Phoenix, seven. Oh, wow. Uh, still no word on pick 21. What are my thoughts on Orlando's two lottery picks? Um, all right, JD, I, I hated what they did. I, in a vacuum, I like Anthony Black, not at six. And I thought Jed Howard at 11 makes no sense. I, I hated it. I thought there was so many better options they could have they could have done in those positions. And I just think they made mistakes. Simple as that. Yeah. 
Lamelo hasn't been a winning player. Charlotte was in the play-in a year ago. Is that like he got hurt this year and they fell to the third worst team in the NBA? And last year they were a playing team. So how much did he contribute to that? I'd guess a whole hell of a lot. Pick 21 is in, and it is my man, Noah Clowney. Love this. Love Noah Clowney here. Obviously, he's been high on my board for a while. Um, Very, very young. Still only 18. Same age as Whitmore, actually. Um, They don't really... They've got all, a bunch of wings. Like, he could start... Well, he won't start at the four, but he could early on. He's going to you know, back up minutes behind... Um, Nick Claxton even. Yeah, I really love this pick. This is tremendous value, I believe. Big fan of um, Noah Clowney here. He's young. There's a lot of projection in what he can do. The shooting isn't there yet. It could come, and we hope it does come, but it's not there yet. I had him at Dynasty Tier 9. I had him higher, quite high on my board. Um, I had him at 13 overall. He's now gone at 21. So let's see if that... Yeah, he's up... Noah Clown has actually jumped to tier six now in my dynasty tiers. That is interesting, isn't it? So he's up to tier six. There's a lot of projection in what he can do, but he's a switchy center. He's 6'10". He can play the four. I think he can guard on the perimeter. Paul Millsap type of player, low usage defensive type big with maybe some shooting upside. I am very interested to see what he's able to do. That's I. That's a really good pick, I think, there for Brooklyn. And now they've got another one. A pick 22. We'll see how long they uh, take to make this selection. But they do have another pick and I have to update my best available list because one of the best availables isn't there anymore. And that is Noah Clowney. So we've got to go through and add someone to the list. Um, all right. Another guy that's been heard to drop down due to um, concerns with interviews. I'm going to add him onto my list. We'll see it when it comes up. But yeah, Noah Clan is a really strong pick there for Brooklyn. I like his upside. He's very, very young, obviously. Like three years younger, almost four years younger than Jaime Huckers, for example. Don't think that Clan is... He, he might play rotation minutes this season. He won't necessarily play huge rotation minutes, but he might play some rotation minutes this season. Really good pick from Brooklyn. I love, what, love them doing that. And now they've got the next one at pick 22. Are they going to trade it? Are they going to keep it? If they take Leonard Miller alongside Clowney's interesting, so I sort of overlap a bit. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, Bryce Sensible would be a goat pick here, I think, for Brooklyn too. Let's have a look at the history of pick 22 over the last four years. Last year, it was a W with Walker Kessler. The year before, we'll see if it's a W, but it was Isaiah Jackson. 2020 was Zeke Naji, and he's been very hit or miss, more miss than anything. And 2019 was Grant Williams. So a decent amount of success with those picks in pick 22. Decent amount of success. My best available is Leonard Miller, Bryce Sensible, The Pimple, Derek Whitehead, and GG Jackson. He's not 20... He doesn't, oh, sorry, he doesn't turn 19 until December, GG, but maturity is a real concern from what we've heard and that's you know, going to drop him down boards I'm guessing and I don't think he's going to come off the board really at any point here soon 
So what do the Nets do with this their next pick? Which, of course, is pick 22. I'd say there is a chance of a trade here, but there just seems to be too much value available that I think you want to take the pick. Okay, so the Kings are probably going to have a chance to get Chris Murray at 24, reuniting with Keegan. What do you think? Do you think they do it? I would have taken... Martin says he would have taken um, Sanspor in the lottery. Yeah, I've got no problem with that. Um... I do, I, Daniel says that I like young guys. I like taking younger players in the draft, yes. On the court, whatever. But, like, when you look, look at a guy that's 18 versus a guy that's 23, in five years' time, they'll be at the same position. Like, it means a lot when you're trying to project out their value. Like, guys that, yeah, I just, yeah. Sometimes, older players, they make a little bit of sense. But there's, when guys are good and they show enough at that age, it's really important age and athleticism are so important in the draft and it's been proven year and year and year, I think. Year over year over year is my what I meant to say. Okay, any word on this next pick? Nope, not yet. Still waiting on it. Okay. Brooklyn. Oh, I'm really sore back from sitting here for this long. We're two hours in? More. How far in are we? Two hours 46. Holy crap. Oh. Okay. It's really good for Clowney. It's a really good spot. It's a really good pick. I think he's a lottery talent, honestly. But I know not everyone will believe in that. What's the next good fit for Leonard Miller? I don't think it's... Yeah, I think Leonard Miller at 23 to Portland is great. I'd love that. I think that makes so much sense. Yeah, Jeremy Grant is still there now, but I think Miller and Grant can play together. I think it makes a ton of sense. If I was... Brooklyn here, going off my best available list, I'd probably take Bryce. And then Miller goes next would be, would be what I would do. Man, five minutes just seem to take forever, don't they? Two minutes in the second round. We're going to be banging them out. And I can guarantee you I'm going to... We're going to muck up some teams in the second round because picks will get traded all over the place. Okay. Which pick, you guys watching this live, which pick have you hated the most? You know what? I've just realized I do have a snack here. I've got a box of milk duds. I'm going to have one of them right now. I didn't even realize they're there. Let's get them. Somebody get the, the only person who can get me a snack that's here is Obi, and I don't really trust him to do that. Get some of those gone. 
They are. Okay, the Nets are really following my draft board as I eat my milk duds. They're taking the pimple, Derek Whitehead. That is actually exactly what I would have done here. I forgot how chewy milk duds are. Really good pick. I'll talk about that in a second. I just chewed this food because I was dying. Whitehead was a top high school prospect. Second foot surgery drops him down. He shot, I think, 44% at Duke this season. So even with the foot issue, he was able to be an elite shooter. He's got size as a wing. He does have, I think, overall number one offensive option upside. I don't know if he ever gets there, but he's got some defensive ability, size, shooting. I think it's a great pick. Assuming that the injury status... Like checks out that that's that's got to be the concern quite clearly. Is you know that second foot issue, but if he's fine, then it's awesome. But we don't know that, do we? They do. We'll see what they. Uh, well, they obviously think it's okay to pick him here. So I do like that for Brooklyn. Really, really solid pick. Oh, their two picks actually. I won't say that they won the draft because you know that's the Spurs <clears throat> or the Rockets, but getting. Clowny and Whitehead there. To me, it just makes a lot of sense. I like what they did. Um, and I'd be happy if I was a Nets fan getting those two guys. I think there's upside in both of them. And you should be happy with that. Now, it's Portland who obviously got a huge W getting Scoot early on. Now they have another chance at 23 with still some really strong guys available on the board. We'll go to the Whitehead thing. He's 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, Some people will say he's only about to turn 19, same like Whitmore. Um, a wing shooter. Uh, I think he's got all-star upside if the foot is okay. Good size, good athleticism, or he did have good athleticism. If that, that's Rob, that's that's where you can run into some problems. But I do like what he was able to, um, what he's able to bring. I, I do like. Derek Whitehead there. Now, he is an interesting dynasty prospect. He goes at pick 22, which is exactly where he was already listed. So he is in tier six for me for Dynasty at about number 18 or 19 overall. Still really, this draft, I still think he's really strong and there's some really good value players around still. So Derek Whitehead goes to the Nets at 22 to pair with Noah Clowney, who went at 21. That's really good. Sensible would have been good for them as well. I would have taken Sensible over Whitehead, actually. But they're both, yeah, obviously really good. Or really good prospects in my mind. Let's have a look at the history of pick number 23 in the NBA draft. Last year, it was David Roddy Piper, Ujman Garuba, Leandro Balmaro, and Darius Baisley. So it's fair to say that the strike rate on pick 23 over the last four years has been uh, decidedly low. Balmaro's out of the league. Baisley, I don't know where the hell he goes. Garuba, backup center. And Roddy, eh, like he's playing in Memphis, but I don't, know, I don't think he's that good. Yeah. Mm. Not a great history there, is it? Not a great history. But that is the history of pick 23 in this draft. Um... Now it's Portland, just to add to Scoot. Ah, oh, Portland are ruining it for 
For uh, let's look at my best available. Portland's taking Chris Murray. By the way, I don't, I don't love that. There are better guys there. Leonard Miller, Bryce Sensible, Gigi Jackson, and CD Sissoko were the guys that were available. They are taking Chris Murray at this spot. Keegan's twin. The Kings were one off taking him. Chris is a solid player. He's a solid player. I just don't know what the point of a solid player is, though, at this um, at this point. I think he's limited in his shooting. I don't think he's ever going to be a high-level starting caliber player, which at this point, again, looking at the history of pick 23, maybe you don't care that much. But I think there were better players on the board who would have been able to help now and in the future more than Chris Murray did. I, yeah, I just don't... I don't see it with him. He's got a projectable role. He is worse than Keegan. Like he's a wing of a backup four, who backup three maybe, who can shoot somewhat, perhaps potentially score a little bit. Like, I don't know. I just don't really see it for him. If he was good enough, he would have come out last year, but he's not. He's 23 already. So much older. I just, yeah, not, not for me. Better options on the board, which is Okay. We all can have different valuations of players. But do you think Sacramento would have actually done it? I think they probably would have. I think they probably would have. It doesn't matter now. He's gone. They can't do it. So Chris Murray, 6'8 forward, almost 23. Low-end starter, maybe he can become. But I don't feel particularly strongly about that. Let's go and update his dynasty rank so he goes higher than I had him. He goes at 23. That doesn't change him that much. He's still a tier... I've got him in tier 10 at the moment, Chris Murray. So now it is... Pick 24. All right. The Kings have... Oh, man. This is a huge for the Kings. Leonard Miller... Bryce Sensible, both lottery-level prospects, I think. The other guys on my best available are C.D. Sissoko and G.G. Jackson. But getting... Yeah. No, I'd be... Ooh. Leonard Miller is huge, I think. I'm just not... I, I see a lot of people here on my Twitter really liking the Chris Murray pick. It's fine. Like I, I just think you could have done way more with that pick. Way more to get more excitement, more rebuild stuff. Like Murray is fine. And I just don't think he's good. Is that, there's nothing wrong with it. It just isn't good. Better update my ticker. Yeah, okay. Let's look at the history of pick number 24. Last year, it was Marjon Beauchamp. Didn't really get to see much from him. Josh Christopher... RJ Hampton and Ty Jerome. Well, no real success stories there, is there? This draft is deeper than all of those ones. But not not great success there at number uh number twenty-four, I wouldn't wouldn't have thought. My best available is still the same list that it has been. Nothing has really changed there. Miller, Sensibor, GG, and CD Sissoko. We'll see if anyone's able to make that um or make a pick that, that I really enjoy here. So what do you think that Sacramento should do now at 24? Some real good opportunities.
Yeah, real good opportunities. How tall am I? Six foot four. Or like six point six foot three point nine. Six foot four. Would he have gone? Martin asks, would Chris Murray have gone here if he wasn't Keegan's brother? Probably not. Probably not. Are the Kings magically a good destination after one good season? I don't know. Are they? Ooh, Sacramento are trading the pick to Dallas. They're taking Olivier Maxence Prosper. I don't know what they are trading. But that is interesting. Omax has been a big riser recently as well. Not quite to the level of Calabali, but a pretty decent recent riser in the draft. Now he is going to Dallas. So what? what is Sacramento cooking? They had an opportunity there, Sacramento, to take some very good players. And they decided not to. So the Kings are trading Rashawn Holmes and 24 to Dallas. Rashawn Holmes to Dallas is a massive W. What are the what do the Kings get out of this? Rashawn Holmes to Dallas. So Rashawn Holmes and Derek Lively are now their center combination. That's going to impact what Lively can do this season. Holmes might start for them. Hmm. Yeah, Holmes might be their starter and be back on the fa- he, although to be fair, he struggled quite a bit recently Rashawn Holmes. But that is a, yeah, well, that's an interesting selection. Like, Prosper, three-year college player, good defender. The shooting is a real concern. I I like that he is of the size he is, but the fact that he's still so raw despite playing three years in college. Now, he's only about six months older than Brandon Miller and Asar Thompson. So that is a younger sophomore. He did transfer as well to Marquette. The size, the defense is there. People, I guess, are hoping that we're getting a new Ogen Anobi here. Um, the Kings are trading homes into the traded player exception created with OKC, but why? What are the, what are they getting back? That's what we don't know. What are they getting back? I think I'm going to have to write this as Omax, or else it's not going to fit on my screen. On the uh, ticker. So Omax, 6'8 wing, 230 pounds, 21 years of age. He's a wing, defensive wing, high athleticism. Again, the shooting is the concern though. Can he pass a little bit? Maybe. Like he's okay. He's okay. I wouldn't say that he's awesome. Um, I had him a little bit lower than this, but there was a lot of talk that he was rising way up. And the Bucks are getting pick 36 from the Magic as well, apparently. I don't know how or why or what they're doing there. But Prosper actually fits pretty well in Dallas. So pick 36 is going to be the Bucks. All right, let's put that onto the list. Prosper fits pretty well in Dallas. Like a Dorian Finney-Smith type. So I've got him down pretty low in my dynasty tiers, though, because, again, the fantasy translations for him were rough. He is a little bit older. That's going to knock him down. So he's currently in tier 13 at the moment. We'll see if he's able to move up at all when other players settle into their positions. 
little bit of a surprise. So they get Holmes as well. They must have given up a future first. Have to have. Because they're not... Or the Kings is dumping salary. Like, what else? What are they giving back? Okay. Still waiting on that. Because the Jazz are still hovering here. It's a big cap dump there for the Kings. Dallas. Omax is a great fit in Dallas. Yeah. But is it the best pick? I would have gone other guys. Just what do they give up though? They've got Holmes, Prosper, and Lively. Got off Bertans. It makes perfect sense next to Luca and next to Irving. But yeah, what did they trade away? Pick 25 is Memphis coming up. We'll get to that in a sec. I'm still waiting to see if we get more information on um, this trade because so far they've given up nothing and got two good things out of it. Has to be some sort of, like, is it second round picks? Do the Kings just desperately want to dump salary? Is that all? Is that all it is? Mm, okay. Let's look at the history of pick 25. Some really good picks here, actually. 25 last year was Blake Wesley. He didn't really do much. But the Knicks, 2021 Emmanuel Quickly and 20, oh, sorry, 2021 Quentin Grimes. Grimey. This briefcase and this haircut. 2020 was Quickly and 2019 was uh, Nasir Little, which you know, that hasn't worked out so far. But a couple of good picks there at pick 25 in recent memory. Oh, this, oh, this is not, it's not Memphis, it's Boston. Well, Boston is drafting Marcus Sasser at 25 and trading it to Detroit for 31. Really? Why? Why are we taking Sasser, an old, undersized guard? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's weird to me. Anyway, Sasser's interesting. He'll fill a role in this team who've just traded away a guard, obviously, but can he defend it all? Good shooter. Undersized, though. The undersized part is um, uh, obviously some of the level of concern that we have with Marcus Sasser. Wasn't expecting Sasser to go this early. At pick 25, I thought this... Yeah, I had in my head this was still Memphis, but obviously it's not. It's now Detroit. Detroit, yeah. So the, the oh, sorry, it's not even Boston that's got it. It's Detroit. So where the hell? So Detroit drafting a third, what? Hang on, wait a second. So they drafted Asar Thompson. They've got Cade. They've got Jaden Ivy. They traded up to get a fourth guard. I suppose we're just gonna let Troy Weaver cook. I just I'm trying to get my head around it. Does this mean the end of Corey Joseph? <laughs> Rodney Magruder. What is this pick? Wow, okay. What? Why? You're trading up for a backup point guard. You've got two other point guards on the team, and Asar is maybe a third point guard. 
Huh? Okay. Um, can you defend it all? I don't know. That's really the question here, isn't it? Six foot two. He's 22 and a half. He's got some shooting upside. But he's, he's a shooter. He's a, he's a, that's what he is. Winner. Really competitive player. But again, a, an older prospect that has size concerns. And where's the fit? How does it... Especially giving up something. I don't know what they gave up. They gave up something. Obviously, pick 31 and something else to get up to 25 to get him. Like... I mean, sure, maybe. Why, I don't really know. Hmm. Love to hear the... Not even rationale, like what... How people view this. I Yeah, that's it's confusing. Not saying Sass is not a good player. Not saying pick 26 doesn't even make sense for him, because it could. It's more that... I don't know why they're doing it. Is this a real priority for you? When you know, Sensible is there, if you're going to trade up, like take Bryce Sensible. Yeah, interesting. They, so I saw a, a Pistons guy just tweet, you see you later, Killian. I think Sasa's older than Killian. Pretty sure he is. Yeah, I didn't even mention like Killian Hayes when talking about the Pistons guards. I don't know if he's going to be around or not. But he's a good defender, Killian. Just a yeah, a weird pick. Get, if we get more information on what the hell like Detroit gave up and what the hell Dallas gave up, it'd be great. I'd love to know. The NBA draft. With the 25th pick in the, this is the NBA draft Twitter account. With the 25th pick in the NBA draft, the Memphis Grizzlies select Marcus Sasser. Bro, that's gone through two other teams since then. It's so stupid. Tell us what team actually gets it. The Celtics get 31 in the trade. Yeah, sure, Woj. That's great. Oh, there you go. And future second round picks to the Pistons. What? No way. To the Celtics, it's got to be. So the Pistons traded future second, second round picks, plus 31. So three second rounders to move up six spots to draft a backup point guard. I mean, sure. Shooting is important, though, and they haven't really had shooting for a while. Still don't get it completely. Let's look at the history of pick 26, which is in the hands of the Indiana Pacers. Wendell Moore last year, Bones Highland, the big stiffy the year before, Peyton Pritchard, and Dylan Windler. Eh, like Pritchard, I think, can be an okay player. Highland still can be an okay player. I'm not there yet with him, obviously. Um, so yeah, we're towards the end of the first round. The Pacers have an ability to grab some really good players still. Really good. I'm excited to see what they do. Leonard Miller is my best available, followed by Bryce Sensibor, Gigi Jackson, and CeeDee Sissoko. And some of these guys are going to fall to the second round. And Boston, I know they've got some future seconds. There's a real chance for them to do something pretty interesting with that pick after... Giving it up to Dallas. Dal- not Dallas, Detroit, sorry. So the King... What What did the... Mm, what did the Pistons... Still don't know what Dallas did. So the Kings just said, here, I have 24 and Rashawn Holmes. And didn't get anything back? 
Um, and then, yeah, that's, we still don't know what the hell's going on there. The Blazers didn't work out Chris Murray and brought in, traded him, and uh, drafted him. What is going on with Leonard Miller? Oh, so this, that yeah, so the Celtics got that first rounder from Marcus Smart. Now they don't have it anymore. They've got three seconds and a first in the Marcus Smart deal, plus Porzingis, of course. Okay, just give... the Pacers are keeping twenty six and eyeing a mid major riser on the boards. What does that mean? Who's a mid major riser? Mid-major riser. What the hell is that, Woj? Let's have a look at my list. Maxwell Lewis? Maxwell Lewis. Are they the Pacers taking Maxwell Lewis? I feel like they are. Who else could it be? Who's else a mid-major riser? Colby Jones? He's not really a mid-major, though. Xavier's not mid-major, is it? Um, Ben Shepard? I could see that happening. Woj being really sneaky. It's probably Shepard. Which I've seen him get mocked in this spot a few times or in the late first round. A shooter that Oh, there it is. It is. It is Ben Shepard going to Indiana uh, in this spot. College senior, strong shooter, rose a lot through the combine. I, I don't have him that high. He's okay, but it's also a little bit of like weak conference, older player beating up on young guys, which is never something that I'm like super in on. Just making sure I've got all my little... Who went at 25? Sasser, that's right. I've got to update my list here. Where the hell is Sasser even on this list? That moves Sasser to tier 10 for Dynasty. And Ben Shepard goes at 26. That moves him to tier 11. It's a big jump up for Shep. Still don't really... Yeah, I think, again, why is Ben Shepard going ahead of Bryce Sensible? That Or Leonard Miller. That feels a lot like overthinking it feels a lot like overthinking doesn't it well to me it does anyway so Ben Shepard from Belmont he's an off guard he's 6'6 he's 22 high level shooter good plug and play guy will be able to find rotation minutes relatively quickly I would think I don't you know I don't think that there is supreme upside there with him and definitely like I'm always a little cautious of the guys that take big steps forward in the combine but Jalen Williams was that guy last year, so maybe we give Shepard a little bit of benefit of the doubt there. I don't, I don't hate the pick at all. I wasn't that far off on him. I just that I had a bunch of other guys higher. Where did I have Shepard? I had him. Actually, I ended up with him at forty-one, and Sasser at forty-two. So there's a lot of guys here that are still available that I was pretty high on. As you can see, my best available list, which I'll get to in a second, it's not really changing because people aren't taking guys off it. Very, very intriguing some of the moves that are happening here. 
So Charlotte is up next. Ben Shepard can shoot. Yes. I saw someone just tweet that. Ben Shepard can shoot. Good size as well. Some of these like size shooters, 6'6". Six, six. He shot 42% from three on six attempts. He shot 37 the year before, 33 the year before. That's a really good progression. The worry I have here is he shot 68% from the line. That's a that's a concern. He averaged under three assists for a guy that should be dominating at that level. The steals are okay. Like the numbers are okay for Shepard. I I don't really see any sort of starter level upside with him though. Let's look at the history pick 27 last year. It was Little Chungus, Nikola Jovic. 2021 it was Cam Thomas. Um, 2020 was Yudoka as a BUK, and 29 was Funde Cabangale. The only one there who's actually been shown anything is Thomas, and even he struggles to get regular rotation, man. So it's not a great spot, obviously. Let's pick 27. And now it is Charlotte up to make that pick. My best available list stays the same. It's Leonard Miller, Bryce Sensibor, GG Jackson, and CD Sissoko. There's a lot of value still on this board, I think. A lot of value on this board. Charlotte at 27. Yeah, tons of value on this board. There's like lottery talent players, I think, still available. Who do you guys think is the best available player at the moment? This is great for Charlotte after whatever they did at the start of this draft. This is great for them. Who do you think is the best player that's available? And what do they do? Who's a a guy that played really well in college because that's who they love? Okay. Let's see. Um, I think he's just like a little. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nick, Nick. You think Nick Smith? Oh yeah, Nick Smith can still go, can't he? Um, what was the Celtics deal? They Celtics traded twenty five and got thirty one and a couple of seconds back, apparently. Oh, it is Nick Smith going at Charlotte. Oh, I didn't see that. So Nick Smith goes to the Hornets. This is absolutely worth an upside play here. Even though he's not the top of my board, taking Nick Smith here absolutely is worth it. You take that flyer on him. He struggled with injury. He struggled with shooting. He struggled with a lot of things. He's very, very slight. Um, but I think, yeah, look, just getting him in, I suppose you don't want to take the ball out of Lamello's hands. Um, getting Nick Smith in, top high school recruit, a lot of injuries, efficiency was really bad. His translation numbers were horrible. So he was dynasty tier 12 for me, which is obviously not particularly strong. But yeah, I think you have to you have to take him here, really. It'd be pretty silly not to. Um, it's going to go and update that. Because his, tra- his translations were really quite poor. So he stays in that what tier do I have him? Tier I've got him actually up at tier eleven now, Nick Smith. Going to Charlotte. Alright. Um Alright, he's six five, he's nineteen, high regarded recruit. He does have overall number one offensive upside. 
This one, these are the swings you take. So I really like this selection for Charlotte. Um, he's probably not going to do a huge amount immediately with Rogier and Ball there still. But Book Knight is all really Dennis Smith. Like he can overtake those guys relatively quickly if it all works out. It's it's absolutely worth it. So I can shit on Charlotte for not taking Scoot, but I actually do think this is a pretty strong selection for them. Who is at 28? I know I should know that. Oh, it's the Jazz again. Okay. The Jazz at 28. This is their third first rounder, and they got Keontae George and Taylor Hendricks. One of those I liked more than the other. Okay. Ooh, it's sensible. Let's go. That is a huge W. Holy shit, that is a massive W. Bryce Sensible going to the Jazz. A pick 28. I love that. Hopefully his knees are okay because that was a problem. His defense is not particularly strong, but man, that is... I didn't even give you the draft history at 28. Patrick Baldwin, Jaden Springer, Jaden McDaniels, a lot of Jadens, and Jordan Poole. Some pretty good values there. McDaniels and Poole in particular. Uh, Bryce there is really strong. Got to, I, I really enjoy that. Um, he shot 41% from three. Tough shot maker. High usage at Ohio State, so we worry if he can bring that back. But he's got an argument to be the best shooter in the class as well. The knee injury is a concern. I had him up Dynasty Tier 6 because I do believe his translation numbers were amazingly good. So we hope that he's able to yeah, stay healthy and, and bring those numbers through. But man, he is... It's a really good situation for him as well with the lack of guards on that team. Yeah, it's him and Keontae. They could really develop into a good backcourt. I think they can play together pretty easily as well. So I'm pretty big on that pick for Bryce. I did have him at number 16 personally. He goes at number 28 instead. He stays in tier six for Dynasty. Just a really, really good pick. I think that is for uh, Utah. Obviously, he's been sitting at the top of my best available list for quite a while. Um a 6'6 guard, forward, high usage shooter, like honestly, tough shot maker, makes some of the best, one of the best shooters in the entire draft. And that is always really useful. I think he's the chance he's a better shooter than Dick and Hawkins and Howard really easily. He could easily be better than those guys and you get him at yeah, a considerable discount considering where those other players um, got drafted. All right, so now I actually finally get to update my best available board again. Who's the next guy on my best available board? Let's see. Uh, oh, it's him. All right, let's add him onto the list. I thought he would have gone by now, but James Nagy is the guy that I'm going to throw onto my best available list from Barcelona, a low-usage, monster, defensive-type center. So he's going to go onto that best available list. Let's look at the history of pick 29. Last year, it was Ty Ty Washington. He hasn't really done anything. Dayron Sharp, he hasn't really done anything. Malachi Flynn hasn't really done anything. 29, the horse. Keldon Johnson. Whose horse is that? He has done something. He's definitely beaten the value of that draft pick. He's been awesome at that spot. So that worked out pretty well. The other picks, not so much. My best available players remain Leonard Miller, Gigi Jackson, CD Sissoko, and James Nagy. You're going to have at least two of those guys fall to round two, which is, I would say, not ideal. Not, not for, you know, teams can do what they want. But I think that there's been some 
picks that don't really make a ton of sense to me. So who who currently holds 29? Is it oh, it's Denver. Ooh, this will be interesting. I think they would love Sensible there. Leonard Miller would be great. Um, Sissoko, I don't know. I'm not sure how CD would go on this team. They're taking Julian Strouder. Actually, okay. I didn't have Strouder at this spot, but it's not... Um, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a strong player. I had him early second round. Strouder, very good shooting, rebounding guard from Gonzaga. Didn't have him here, but that's where we ended up. So Julian Strouder goes at 29. Let's bring up his little graphic. Again, some real value falling. Real value. Big rebounding guard, good connector piece, good shooter. He was in tier 14 in my dynasty ranks. This might change that because he's been picked higher than expected. Yeah, his mock draft ADP was 36. So he's going at 29. That'll push him to tier 11. There you go. So he goes to tier 11, Julian Strauber, to the Denver Nuggets in a pick they got from the Indiana Pacers. And a bit of an older prospect as well. Not, not super, super old. He's what, 21? Yeah, he's 21. 6'7 wing. Really good upside rebounding guy. Like in terms of what like Christian Brown does and Bruce Brown did, and even KCP in the future. I think with the way this team is, there is there is starter upside for Strouder with the Nuggets. In the fit there, I think is is pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. That's a pretty good fit pick, I think for the Nuggets. And given that they won the title, they can sort of go a little bit for fit, although I still would have taken a bunch of other guys in that spot. Obviously, you can see my list. What do you guys think of that one as we get to the end of the first round? Bruce Brown isn't necessarily gone, Gil. He might go, but he hasn't gone yet. He just opted out of his contract. What's the deal with Shepard? He's a good good shooting older player. Why has Jackson fallen so far? Inefficiency and immaturity. But it's it's pretty crazy. Okay, Minnesota has got traded to get 33 from San Antonio. Why? I mean, why did San Antonio trade that away? So the Wolves are now at 33. Okay. For what? I don't know. I still don't know. Did, did Dallas give up nothing to get Rashawn Holmes and... Omax, that if they gave up nothing, that's crazy. Let's look at the history of pick thirty. Honestly, awesome. Pick thirty last year, Peyton Watson. I think he's going to be a real impact player. Pick thirty in twenty twenty one, Santi Aldama, useful. Pick thirty in twenty twenty, Des Bain, awesome. Pick thirty in twenty nineteen, you can hate on him as much as you want. That's an awesome pick, Kevin Porter Jr. Pick thirty with some of the biggest success stories of recent times. There's some really good picks there. My best available still remains the same. Leonard Miller, Gigi Jackson, C.D. Sissoko, Jim Naji. We're going to round out the first round with the Clippers. What are they going to do with this pick? No, yeah. Some crazy, crazy falls in this draft. Or according to what? I thought, and what a lot of people thought, actually.
the Timberwolves are sending the Spurs two future seconds. Okay. Why? I don't know. That 33 is a really valuable pick. I don't know why San Antonio would trade it. For two future seconds. Pretty dumb. It's hard to judge a lot of these things as well. Um, because we just don't know like what they're going to do. Denver has 32 and 37, do they? They've moved around so much. Yeah, they do. That's so much value for them. Holy shit. So it's Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, the next three picks. Clippers, Celtics, and Nuggets. I'm just updating my ticker. <sighs> okay. So it, it honestly just does appear that San, uh, Sacramento said Dallas, take homes, and you get pick 24 for it, and that's it. Wow. Okay. I think Strouder, I, I'm not. I don't love Strouder as like on nearly any other team, but in Denver, I, I do. I actually love it in Denver. I think it's a great pick. I think he fits perfectly with what they need, like with the way they build. I think that's... And you can make an argument to be picking for fit there as well with guys like Brown and Watson already coming through. I think it's an amazing pick. Clippers at 30. What do they do? I hmm, Linda Miller makes a ton of sense. With Marcus Morris on the way out, I would be... I would be taking... Leonard Miller there without too much of concern. Honestly, any of those guys, even Najee with only Zubats really as the center because Plumlee's a free agent. Every one of those guys I think fits awesome with the Clippers. What would you do at this spot? Is Holmes completely unplayable? Such a drop-off from two years ago. He's, he's definitely dropped off. Is he completely unplayable? No. Um, is he better than like JaVale McGee? Yes. Dwight Powell? Probably. Where Derek Lively sits? I would say he have to come come in as their favorite to be the starting center. He probably is only a 22, 23 minute a night guy though, I, I would guess. Um, I don't really agree with that. Someone said that you've got to spread your cap out. You can't have too many players to re-sign from the same year. I don't know if you're talking about the Spurs, but they only have one player, and that's Victor Wembanyama. You can you can have two. Like I think it's yeah. I wouldn't have given gotten rid of that. Was Denver hold on to Colin Gillespie? I don't think so. He's a restricted free agent as a two way guy. Maybe they do, but I'm not not necessarily convinced on that. Anthony Black will wear number zero. Good for him. Some really, really strong... That pick of Sensible is awesome. For the Jazz, I think. I really enjoy that pick. What other picks do I like in the 20s there? Whitmore at 20, love it. Clowney at 21, love it. Whitehead at 22, love it. Prosper at 24, yeah. Yeah, probably okay. Smith at 27, love it. Sensible at 28, love it. Stroud at 29, pretty good. Don't like the Sasser pick. Don't like the Shepard pick. Don't like the Chris Murray pick. There's just a lot of other guys there. The Clippers are selecting Kobe Brown. Wow, what? Kobe Brown. Kobe Brown's got tremendous statistical profile. 
He's big. He's thick. He's older. He can play make at the four. I had him at 15 in my dynasty tier. I just didn't... Again, with the guys available, just didn't... Didn't think that would happen. Kobe Brown from Missouri. Okay. He's probably not going to have any sort of impact immediately, but there's obviously a need with Marcus Morris cooked. There is a future need there for him. Or or, or not necessarily a future need, but a potential for him to have uh, use. That was not who I was expecting to go there. But I had him at tier 15. Let's go and have a look, actually, when I add the pick number in. Where does he end up, Kobe Brown? Does that bump his... At 30, yeah, takes him to tier 11. Big jump. Big jump forward. So Kobe Brown, forward, 6'7", 23 and a half, old. Bit of a bench role player. Maybe he's a starter, can play make a little bit. Is there shooting upside? Let's have a look at what his shooting numbers were, actually. He's sort of a an interesting statistical player because yeah, he averaged 1.5 steals as a big man. Only six rebounds, two and a half assists. He shot 46 from three. This is the interesting thing with him, right? He shot 46% from three. He shot 21% the year before. But he has been at 80% from the line for two years in a row. So can he be an okay shooter? That's really where so much of this is going to... um come down, isn't it? It's just like, can the shots go in? That's the big question here for Kobe Brown. But good for him. Good for him. Let's look at the history of pick 31. Last year, it was Andrew Nempard. The year before, it was Isaiah Todd, new member of the Phoenix Suns. The year before that, Tyrell Terry, who's retired. And then 2019, Nick Claxton. So two really good picks. Claxton, obviously, an awesome pick and two absolute nothing picks. That's what we're going to get a lot of here with this... Um, yeah, back end of the NBA draft. Still got four guys that I think are first-round players. First, and at least one player, Leonard Miller, who's a top-20 player. Something must have happened there. Like, why is he falling down this far? This is where stuff starts to get wild in terms of information and what we know and what we don't know and who comes across. But my best available still remains Miller, Jackson, Sissoko, Naji. Someone ringing the doorbell. Won't be able to go get that. Sorry, mate. Um, so this is Boston now with this pick, isn't it? Because they traded with Detroit because Detroit was desperate to grab a six foot two, twenty three year old. More power to them. Kobe Brown did not expect to see Kobe Brown in the first round, and not Leonard Miller. That is hmm. Okay, there are some crazy available players here. Kobe Brown shooting was crazy, but he also shot 21% the year before. So what do we take out of that? I don't think he's a 46% three-point shooter. Surely not. Very... Interesting. Okay. Where did I have Kobe? 
I had Kobe Brown at 40. So he went 10 spots earlier. So someone asking a question, what do I think of Bill Al at seven? I didn't like it at all. I thought it was too early for him. I know he'd risen up a lot. I Yeah, I thought it was too early. Does Timmy get drafted? Uh, I don't know, maybe. is he, He's like Sabonis. He's not really at all, I don't think. People want to see the draft picks of pick 33 for the last couple of years. We'll get to it in a second to see if the Spurs made a mistake. I I think they did. The thing is that like, you can say that they you know, or they might not be good players at pick 33, but what they traded for was two future seconds, which neither of them may be as high as 33. And the chances of success will drop each pick as you go further back. So, yeah, I don't really see that. Oh, my back is dying sitting here like this. Dying. I better check my phone, actually. Might have had sources texting me. So happens when you're like offline for three years. As like I am now. Here the Celtics are trading down again from 33, swapping with the Hornets for 34 and 39. Okay. Why? Charlotte is acquiring James Nagy at 31. And 34 and 39. So ooh. But that's that okay, so that's a third string center? What's the point of that? Um, what? What? Okay. Charlotte trading up to get James Nagy. All right. I get it. I like James Nagy. Okay. We're getting a third string center though, are we? Don't know. Don't know about that one. That's a weird one. James Nagy, 31 to Charlotte. Oh, God. As I try and adjust everything that's going on on the screen here. Oh, let's get James Nagy up here. We're going to be running at quick pace here. At some point, I might have to stop a lot of the presentation stuff on this because I'm just going to run out of time to do it. But James Nagy measured in at seven foot recently. He's got pick and roll upside. He's young, very young. I don't know if he's got really any sort of offense at all. And that's going to be you know, the concern there. But from Barcelona, seven foot center, he can be a starting center, clinker paller ish sort of a player. That's possible. Let's look at the draft history of pick 32 now Caleb Houston, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Vernon Carey, and Casey Okpala. None of those guys are very good, are they? Um, Let's update my best available list now because Najee is gone. So who is my best available player now? Ooh, okay. Let's, so, okay, so the Celtics moved down. I've got to go and update my order as well here now because the Celtics got, what, 34 and 39, they said. So that was the Hornets. This is where all the nonsense starts to come in here. Because of teams trading back and so many second, we'll, we'll get players onto teams that we, you know, that they not end up being on because we don't get the reporting through straight away. My best available: Leonard Miller, Gigi Jackson, C.D. Sissoko, and Amari Bailey is the name who jumps onto that list now that Naji is gone. I wonder if Naji even comes over, or if he's a draft and stash player here. 
So who currently has pick 32? Denver. All right, let's go. They have an opportunity to do something very smart. Oh, what's this? Reporting on Damian Lillard. The Celtics have turned 25 into 39, 34, 39 in two future seconds. Portland has refused to move Scoot Henderson. Okay, good for them. So this is Denver on the clock. So who's... I've got to work out who's at 33 here. 33 is Minnesota, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's the pick you're all waiting for. Okay. Remember Kai Jones? I do, yes. Shams, Dames may be on the move. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. What's, uh, man, there's still a lot happening. What's Shams actually saying? The Nuggets are strongly considering Jalen Pickett. According to Shams, Lillard is willing to see what the Blazers do in free agency, but made it clear he wants to be a veteran-laden team. Okay, that's that doesn't sound great. Okay, looks like a trade could come. Hmm. Don't know what the hell the trade is. Jalen Pickett from Penn State. Big field goal percentage leap in year five. Year five, 50-year senior. Big assist to turnover ratio. I'd had him down at tier 20 in my dynasty tiers, which they are sort of running out of steam here. I've, oh, no, no, they're not. What am I talking about? 31 was Najee, wasn't it? And now 32 is Jalen Pickett, who was well down my list. Well down. I had him at 57. He's going at 32. That jumps him up to tier 15, though. Yeah, okay. Jalen Pickett. At pick 32 to the Nuggets. Not pick 33. What are you doing, Josh? Okay. Hmm. Pick 32, Jalen Pickett. Yeah, I don't know. He's just sort of a guy. I don't know he's that interesting as a player. 6'4", 23-year-old, 50-year senior, sort of a point guardy player. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's uh, okay. He's okay. Definitely nothing um, super exciting. I know you guys have been waiting for the pick 33 history. We'll get to that in a second. One player that's okay there, maybe. The other is not so good. Let's have a look at pick 33 that the Spurs just gave away to the Wolves. It is Christian Coloco last year, Jason Preston, to the Clippers the year before that, Daniel Aturo to the Clippers before that, and Carson Edwards to the Celtics. So yeah, not particularly strong. Absolutely not very strong at all. Back to my best available list. Leonard Miller, Gigi Jackson, Sidi Sissoko, Amari Bailey. Oh man, Lillard. Pick 
Pickett's sort of like this weird, from what I understand, like back down post point guard. I don't know how successful that is. Leonard Miller to Minnesota. What a W. That is, that's an L from San Antonio. Sorry to say that is, uh, that's an L. You traded that pick. Oh, man, that is, that's an L. Sorry. You win the draft by getting Wemenyama, but that's an L. You could have had Leonard Miller there. I, the guy just averaged 18 and 10 in the G League. Um, Yeah, that's an L. It's a big, big W for Minnesota, I think. Don't know where he fits in, but Towns, Gobert, McDaniels. He's not going to be able to do huge amounts straight away. But overall, I do think this is a pretty good... I think it's just, again, that's that's a little bit of like, we're just taking the best player available, which I totally... I totally like buy into. Really strong from Minnesota. I like it. Tim Connolly. Get something right. 34, that would be Boston next, wouldn't it? I think. As we try and keep track of where everything is and where everything's going. It's a really good pick. Leonard Miller. I can't believe it. I had him tier three for Dynasty. And now he goes at 33. That drops him down to tier four. Five and when I go and redo this with a little bit of a subjective lens on it, there's a lot of this is objective at the moment. Um, that's going to drop him down further, but he goes, he drops down there. Leonard Miller, big forward, eighteen and ten, athletic, finish at the rim. I, I think he's, I still really like him as a player. I can't believe he fell this far, but there's got to be something that I'm missing there. Has to be something that I'm missing because yeah, that's just way too far to fall. Um. Wow. Okay, that's really good from Minnesota. I think you got to love that if you're a Wolves fan. Why did everyone let Whitmore slip? Apparently, it was interviews, effort, medicals, workouts, a bunch of stuff. Apparently, Lillard does want out. A you know, maybe, maybe. Yeah, Nabil says he didn't have Pickett on his board. Not someone I would have considered before 50. Pickett over Lundy is a choice. I agree. I didn't have him there. Like It is the Nuggets. So, um, yeah, I don't know. My assumption is the Spurs are happy with their roster. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be that happy with it. They're not very good. They've got Victor Wembanyama, which is obviously awesome. But oh, that means I've got to adjust my best available now. Let's go in and have a look at the history of pick number 34 as I go and adjust my best available list now that Leonard is gone. That puts Gigi up to the top. Um, pick 34 history, Jalen Williams, Pig Williams, that is. Rockus Jockeybitis, Teo Maladon, and Bruno Fernando. Nothing super exciting there. So who's the next guy on my list then? Oh, it's... Oh, Okay. We'll update that list in a second. 
Hmm. What a very interesting... All right, so my best available, Gigi, C.D. Sissoko, Amari Bailey, and Maxwell Lewis. I saw some people had Maxwell very high. Very high. I wasn't quite that high. Am I going to do draft grades? Guru asks. Sort of, but that'll be tomorrow. I need to sit back and look at how everything plays out. I'm not going to do it at the end of this show. This is going to be a four and a half hour show. I'm not going to sit back and then go give grades. But we'll do that tomorrow. The Celtics are trading... Well, so Boston chose Colby Jones at 34. Gives me this one. Where's the cheese? Um, and trading him to the Kings for 38 and a future second round. What is Boston doing? Just trading every player. So that's the Kings. So they trade him for for 38. Oh, Boston. Mm, anyway. So Boston now has 38 and 39. But Colby Jones goes to the Kings. That's a good pick. I like Colby there. He's not a bad player. Nothing that I'm super excited about. Um, 35 is the Wizards, which was originally Boston's pick. Who They've done a million trades. What is Brad Stevens doing? Just a, so many trades. All right, let's go bring up the Colby Jones graphics. Still can't believe some of these players are available. Hey guys, I'm back. I don't know if anyone's here, but we're back. Got to get back into the swing of what I'm doing. We missed a few picks. Colby Jones was picked by the Kings at 34. Julian Phillips by the Bulls at 35. Andre Jackson by the Bucks at 36. Yeah, so Andre Jackson at 36. Let's go and do that. Update everything. I don't think I'm going to do some of the stuff because I think it crashed at last time so we won't do the full presentation I don't even know if anyone's here I hope someone's here so I don't sound stupid just talking into nothing hope somebody came back we only missed a couple of picks it's just more losing the stream and the feed and all that stuff which is really frustrating but we're back eventually all right Anyone here? Let's go back onto. We've got some people here. Yeah, some people are back. Good to have you guys back if you are here. I don't know if you're here yet. I don't even know if it's gone live yet. Fingers crossed. Oh, yeah, we're back, I think. All right. Hello, everybody. Hopefully, we are good to go. And we don't get... If it crashes again, I don't think I'm going to come back again. But we are here. I am seeing you guys, I think. And then we go to Andre Jackson going to the Bucks at 36. So I said we missed a couple of picks. 34 was Colby Brown. 35 was Julian Phillips to the Bulls. 36 was Andre Jackson to the Bucks. Let's have a look at pick 37's pick history. Jaden Hardy last year. Hmm. JT Thor, Vit Krejci, Devadas Savitas. 
Jaden Hardy, clearly the best option there. So who is going to go at 37? Sorry about that, guys. About that, all that foolishness. 37 is Hunter Tyson. He's a very good shooter. Who the hell picked at 37, though? Oh, the Nuggets. Nuggets take Hunter Tyson at 37. It's a good pick. Again, they're just getting role players. These are all older guys the Nuggets are taking, which I still think there's better options. You could, why is C.D. Sissoko falling so much? Hunter Tyson goes at 37 to the Nuggets. Go make some updates onto my board. So who did I miss? Colby Jones at 34. Actually, let's update that. Update my ticker. So where things get wild. Colby Jones 34. Julian Phillips 35. I'm just talking to myself here. Andre Jackson 36. Hunter Tyson, 37. That's huge for Hunter Tyson. I had Hunter Tyson, 54. But he jumps up a lot now. Going to tier 15. The Bulls sent a couple of second rounders for Julian Phillips. All right, good work, Bulls. So it's now 38. Who's actually got 38 now? Oh, the Celtics got 38 and 39 back-to-back. my best available list still the same? Yeah, it is because people haven't taken guys off that list. Um, 38. Pick number history for 38. Sorry, I'm just getting back into the swing of things here. After all that just went down. Kennedy Chandler, Ayodesumu, Saban Lee and Dan Gafford. So a couple of good picks there at pick 38 last couple of years. My best available still is Gigi, CD, Amari Bailey, and Maxwell Lewis. And the next pick is 38 to Boston, and 39 is also um, Boston. But, you know, they've made a million trades, so who knows what they end up doing with it. No word on what's happening with 39 here. Do the C's keep this? Too? I don't know, man. They've been trading like a million guys. Why they, why that's been happening, I don't know. They've just been weird. I can't even keep up with what they've been doing. It's been so many moves. What was this? The Leonard Miller pick. Okay. Um... Okay. Calabali did go really early. What are my thoughts on Amari Bailey? Um, Drake dated his mum. What the hell? I think Bailey should have gone earlier than this. 
That's my best available list. So next pick is 38 to Boston and then 39 to Boston. I can't believe that crashed on me. What an asshole. No word on this pick yet. Clutch Sports CEO Rich Paul began calling teams in the second round and requested them not to take Chris Livingston. It's believed Livingston has a set spot in the second round. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. That's so dumb. All right. Who's going to go 38? Come on, Boston. Julian... Not Julian Jordan Walsh? Yes, they did. Julian uh, Jordan Walsh to the Celtics. Very good defender. Very iffy shooter. It happens so often in this range, doesn't it? Young player, another Arkansas guy. Is it the fourth Arkansas guy that's gone? I think it is. Jordan Walsh, a really, really good defensive upside. I had him at 39. He went at 38. So his value stays about the same. Pick 38, 19-year-old wing, six foot seven. Again, the shooting's not there. But at that point in the draft, like you just hope that something can come out of it. Fingers crossed. The history at pick 39. Uh, Khalifa Jop. Last year, remember him? What? He hasn't played, obviously, in the NBA. Nemus Keita, Elijah Hughes, Alan Smilagic. That is a horrendous history at pick 39. That is so bad. Oh, my God. That is just a rough, rough list. Sound like a dog. Rough, rough. Um, a little delirious after going here for four hours in a row. Why is Shams tweeting this about Rich Paul? That's so weird. I don't know. Don't draft me. I'm going somewhere else. The Lakers? At pick 40? I can't believe that like, some of these guys are still available. Let's go to my best available list, actually. Gigi, CD, Amari Bailey, Maxwell Lewis, they all could be first-round players. This is what I also meant, but like, there's like 35, top 25 players in this draft, because all these guys are, I think. Thirty-nine is it? Muhammad Gay to Boston. I don't like Gay at all, really. I'm trying to see confirmation on that for Gay. Here we go. Per source, Jordan Walsh is headed to the Celtics, and Muhammad Gay is not. Do they trade in that pick as well? Then. What's happening at 39? It looks like Gay was picked. The Lakers are eyeing Maxwell Lewis at 40. All right, so I don't know what's happening at 39. It is Muhammad Gay. But the Lakers at 40 with Maxwell Lewis. 
Okay. So I don't know what's going on there. Things are going to get pretty crazy around here. So Muhammad Gay at 39, but it won't be Boston. I don't know what to make of that. This is what I mean. The second round reporting gets so iffy. No one tells us anything. They tell us bits and pieces and we're supposed to work out what it means. All right, so we'll just put Gay up at 39. I don't know how true it is. And then we'll do Maxwell Lewis apparently going to the Lakers at pick 40. Which is a big slide for Lewis. Who I was sort of up in the air with how what I thought of Lewis. He was a little bit like master of none sort of wing. Like, is he a good shooter? I don't know. A good defender? I don't know. Like, has he got one bankable... NBA skill, I still don't know. I still would have taken him ahead of some of these other guys, like Jalen Pickett, for example. But as the kids would say, we move. I'm sure a million things. Oh, and the Hornets are taking Murray Bailey at 41. Okay, I like that. So a couple of guys off my list going now. Good for them. Got to go change that best available list now because a couple of those guys are gone. Still no GG. The last two players off that list gone. Still no CD. So, who is next on my list? Oh, Rayan Repair is on my list. And Turquavion. Things are going quick, which is good because we need this to be over. Okay. Mari Bailey at 41. So Maxwell Lewis went at 40. Bailey, 41. Who are the other picks? Jordan Walsh, 38. Gay, 39. All right, got to adjust that. Okay. All right, my best available list is now up to date. GG, CD, Repair, and Turquavion. Got to update the poster. Man, we're getting to the stage where I'm going to stop doing graphics, I think, because this is going too quick. We might just talk about it. Maybe this will be the last one that we do. We just update the best available. I think we can sit here and chat about it. This might be the last, yeah, the last one, I think. When you don't have a producer, that's what happens. But we'll do the, we'll do the last one for the Hornets and my man, Amari Bailey.
All right, Amari Bailey to the Hornets, 6'5 guard, UCLA, 19 years of age. Still got some upside, didn't show a huge amount with Huckers and Jalen Clark taking a lot of the shine there at UCLA. Any word on 42? Not yet. Hornets drafted Amari Bailey at 40. No, it's 41, mate. Sorry, I'm just reading tweets here. Good work from the Lakers. You had to get Hood Shafino and Maxwell Lewis with their picks. Oh, so Muhammad Gay is going to the Hawks. Okay. It's one of the, yeah, it's one of those picks again. What? Who had that? So thirty nine is the Hawks. Okay. Again, I think we're just going to sit now on the best available list. There's just too many things to keep up with. All right, so we're sitting there with that best available. Who's picking next? Oh, it's the Wizards apparently at forty two. Let's keep an eye on what's going on. Not much going on with trades, is there? I think Lillard's the next thing we've got to really watch for now. Hmm. Ugh. Okay. It's always fun to see teams either talk themselves completely out of players or into players. Always enjoy watching that. Nah, prophetic days in here talking shit. What is my biggest shocker of the night? It's a good question. Let's have a look. Where's my biggest shocker of the night? Uh, Jet Howard at 11 was pretty surprising. Whitmore falling to 20, though, has to be the biggest shocker, I would say. Yeah, Whitmore falling to 20 is the biggest shocker of the night. Okay. Oh. What's up? What's going on? Amari Bailey, look at that picture. Holy crap. Um. No word on 42. Have you seen the picture of Amari Bailey? I'm going to retweet it. It's crazy. Go check my Twitter account. Hot take here. Lakers got a better pick at 40 than at 17. It's possible. Hood Shafino and Maxwell Lewis. I think both. I think it's good to get both those guys in. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind Hood Shafino at 17. There were other guys who were on the board that were better, though, I thought. Jet Howard at 11, yeah. Don't know about Zion moving, I'm not sure. What did the Bucks give off Andre Jackson? We haven't really seen that. Oh, there we go. No, the 20, 30 second. Oh, good. 
42 is Vukcevic. Okay. He could play behind Denny Avdia. I don't think he's a center. I think he's more of a four. But he's a very good shooter. Defense is an issue, but like, you know, that Anthony Gill in that role. He's still a... He had a really good fantasy translation, Vuk, Vukcevic. So I've, he's still in tier nine for me. Man, GG and CD, two really high guys on my dynasty list that are just, you know, available somehow. So pick 43 is... The Blazers. Maybe they'll trade it for veteran help help Dame out. Al. Uh. Ray and repair at forty three. All right, let's go. I'm in on that. That's not a bad spot. There's still better options. I would have, I think Sissoko's a better player than him. But repair at 43 is definitely not bad value. Still, my, my uh, he was on my best available list. There you go. So he's off it now because he's gone. Still got those other three guys there. GG still falling. GG could have been such a high pick in the draft. How bad did he tank these workouts, man? Um, who's next on my list? Jalen Slauson. He's not. He's not even going to get picked. I don't think. But he's. That's where I've got him on my best available. Spurs are on the clock at forty-four. Are they? Oh yeah, they are. They got forty-four. Mm, okay. Who do you think... Okay, so the Spurs, who do you think goes to the bench? There's Weminyama, there's Calden Johnson, there's Devin Vassell, Zach Collins, Trey Jones, Jeremy Sohan. Someone's going to be on the bench. Is it Trey and they run so hard at point guard? Is it Keldon Johnson? Is it Zach Collins? I don't know what they do. That's a very interesting scenario. What do you guys think they, the Spurs do there? Watch Mojave King get picked ahead of Sissoko. I think Mojave King's a good player, but yeah. What Long odds, but Gogo Sokoni? I don't know what that is. Is that a real player? I've never heard of that bloke. Is he real? Bradley says, I've got a dynasty tier for each guy. So some we can see overall dynasty ranks tiers. Does include vets. Um, I will be doing a show for dynasty rookie tiers in the coming week when I get it all sorted after this. This That was... Um, but I, I, don't, I don't have full tiers with every player in it, no. Okay, apparently Vukcevic is going to be a draft and stash... The Wolves are sending Utah's 2026 second rounder. That's a good pick. Oh, maybe it's a good pick. 
and their own 2028. Oh, stretch, man. So, what pick? We're at 44. Ah, Sissoko does go at 44. All right, good. Good pick. I like that. San Antonio, good work. Getting one of my best availables off the board. So, 44 for CD Sissoko. That drops him down. I had him in tier 8 for Dynasty. That drops him down to 10. Could adjust that best available list now. Uh, okay. Trace Jackson Davis, I'm going to stick on there instead of CD. And there was someone who put out a crazy big boy that had Trace Jackson Davis at number two yesterday. Which is, is this legitimately, I watch college basketball with no NBA context at all surrounding it. So 44 is CD. So 45. Who's up for pick 45? That's the Grizzlies. So down to the last 16 picks. Unbelievable that CD fell that far. Wow. Okay. Seriously, how is Gigi available? Trey is a restricted free agent. So they're going to bring him back almost definitely. They don't have another point guard. They have no point guards. Apparently, ESPN said Ignite is the way to go if college is not what you want. Yeah, except the two Ignite guys should have gone in the top 20, ended up sliding too far because NBA teams jerk themselves off over college basketball. So, really? I, I don't know. I think Sissoko... Well, Scoot should have gone higher, Leonard Miller should have gone higher, and CD Sissoko should have gone higher. But, you know... Grizzlies with Isaiah Wong. He's not a bad player. He's steady enough. I still think they had Kennedy Chandler and waived him so they could bring in bloody Kenneth Lofton Jr. for two-way. And I think he's a better player. Is it Isaiah Wong? Or did I just misread that? No, they're taking Gigi. That is. All right. Good. Good. 
great. Big W, Memphis. Huge W. 45. That's a big, big value. Bloke doesn't turn 19 until December. Amazing value. 46 is Atlanta, but did they move that pick to get Muhammad Gay earlier? I don't know. Reporting is always spotty. Okay. What else is going on? Anything else? Your dynasty draft started already. What? And Miller went at two. Jesus Christ. Really? So you've got to update my best available now because GG is off. Um, so who is on my list then after... Oh, it's Seth Lundy. Who apparently was his big riser at the combine and then they picked Jalen Pickett ahead of him anyway. So I have to pick 46 now. Oh, it is Seth Lundy going at 46, so there you go. Forty-seven is the paces. Unless I've got that wrong. I think it's the paces. So Seth Lundy goes at forty-six. I had him at forty-five, actually. There you go. So that changes him slightly. The Jazz selected two players who didn't work out for them. Wow. Hendrickson sensible. Fair enough. Workouts are so weird. Um, no updates on Miles Bridges. Calvin says, apart from Wemby, who's the biggest fantasy winner of the night? Don't know. Um, let's we'll go through the draft. Biggest fantasy winner of the night. It could end up being Scoot. It's tough to say. I... It's tough to say. So I look at this and go, like, Brendan Miller, will he start over Haywood, Bridges? Yeah, probably. Maybe it's Miller. He's in a decent enough spot. Scoot won't start if they keep Dame. Hendricks won't start over Linux initially. Jarris might start immediately. So maybe Jarris gets the nice little bump here early on. And Derek Lively is another interesting one to watch. Derek Lively in Dallas is probably a big fantasy winner, I would say. So now it's the paces at 47. Um, I'm going to take Seth Lundy off that list of my best available because he is no longer available. 
Um, after Seth. Okay. It's Mike Miles Jr. So, Quavon Smith's an interesting pick here for Indiana, I think. Obviously, I've got him top of my board. I think they'll take Chase Jackson Davis, though. Local Indiana guy. The Bulls are absolutely hating what they did. Traded into the draft to get a guy that can't shoot when their biggest problem is shooting. Typical Bulls L. I see someone in the in the chat saying Dame requested his trade. I don't believe that's true. That hasn't unless you're talking directly to Dame, that hasn't been mentioned as far as I know. Have I recorded a CP3 of the Warriors reaction video? Um, I talked about it at the very start of this live show. So when you go back to rewatch this, the start of it is talking about the Jordan Poole, Chris Paul trade and the Porzingis, Marcus Smart trade. Lively should be top 75. Look, he might not start though. It might be Holmes and he plays 21 minutes a night. That's distinctly possible. Mark, yes, I am coming over for Summer League. What's that experience like for you? Ah, it's awesome. I love going to Summer League. I haven't been since 2019, since Zion. So I'm pretty excited to get back over there. Mojave King at 47. Let's go. New Zealand legend. Another G League Ignite guy. That's a W. I didn't have him that high on my draft list, but he's an interesting player. I thought he might. I thought there was a risk he might be undrafted, so he was in my like tier twenty dynasty. This doesn't jump him up enough just yet, but we'll see where other guys end up. Who's at forty eight? It's the Clippers. Yeah, back to summer league. Yeah, look, it's in, I love it. It's so much fun. I'm only going to be there for three or four days, I think. Um, yeah, I'm only going to be there about three or four days. The first three or four days, it's going to be awesome. So I, I love going. I love meeting everyone. I love meeting fans, media people, players. I love Vegas. I love the energy of the place. It's going to be sick. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And if anyone um, if anyone sees me there, come up and say hi. Thoughts on Brook Lopez to Houston, potentially? I've been hearing about that for ages. It doesn't really make any sense of why they would do it. So it's not good for Shangun. Yeah, but Okay. Lopez is 36. Like This is not a long-term thing. Shangun is still going to be successful long-term, I think. Joseph, yeah, I mentioned that about Chris Paul. I started this show on Chris Paul. But I still think there's so many things that can happen. With the Warriors, maybe not so much. But I think this probably takes Chris Paul close to outside the top 100, to be honest. Okay. We're getting really down to the end of things here. 13 picks to go? No, 11 picks because two of them are forfeited. 
someone said, Joey D, what, what context, mate? Asura Lively, what, what's the context? It's almost definitely Asar. Well, not Asar, not Asur. But for this coming season, it's probably Lively. But long term, it's not. Do I think Sissoko is getting a two-way or a roster spot? We've got to wait and see what happens in free agency with the Spurs. I think they probably give him a roster spot, but I don't know that. Someone said, how did the Pacers not take Dale Davis' son? Who the hell is Dale Davis' son in this draft? Did I miss out the Dale Davis' son? Is, is Trace Jackson Davis Dale Davis' son? There is no way. What? I'm sure that's a mistake. Oh my God, it is Dale Davis' son. I did not know that. Oh, what? Father-son rule and a local Indiana guy and they didn't take him. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that was Dale Davis' son. Holy shit. Okay. What are my thoughts on Calabli? I think he's an interesting player. I think he went way too high. I think his fantasy game is iffy. The shooting is going to be the concern. Is there enough volume? Can he get defensive stats or assists in high enough volume? And I'm not sure he does. I don't think he translates particularly strongly. Well, I, yeah, I can't believe that Trace Jackson Davis is Dale Davis's son. I just didn't know that. Why didn't I know that? Okay. We're up to pick 48. The Clippers, Jordan Miller, apparently. According to Law Murray, this is Jordan Miller from Miami. Law Murray is pretty plugged in with the Clippers, so I think that's fair enough. Jordan Miller, 46. 48, sorry. Definitely had other guys higher than that. We'll put him there for now until we hear different. Trace Jackson Davis still available. Oh, mate. Value number two is definitely like dying. Cavs pick coming up. Amari Moore to the Cavs at 49. Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, Jordan Miller is going at 48 to the Clippers. The word from Chris Fedor is Amari Moore. And he is extremely plugged in with the Cavs. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that that is Omari Moore, who I had at 68. Mm, didn't really think was a particularly strong draft draftable player. The Thunder are up at 50. Hmm. Mojave King got traded to the Lakers, did he? I don't think so. Where'd you see that, Dennis? I didn't see that anyway.
Can you uh, can you see we we saw that? I haven't seen anything about that about the Lakers. But, you know, things sometimes happen. Amani Bates to the Cavs. So it's not Amari Moore. What the f... Oh, no. Amani Bates. Oh, at least he can shoot. At least he can shoot. Interesting pick. So, f- pick 49. So just adjust, adjust everything here. So 49 on Marty Bates. Interesting. I had him at 70. But he does have an okay statistical profile. Hmm. Wow. That is a big swing for the Cavs. I don't mind that at all. Suns coming up for their first pick at 52. I'm not a big Trace Jackson Davis fan, but the fact that he hasn't gone yet, as well as Terquavion, is crazy. How is that possible? Who are the NBA sources I trust? Uh, I don't know how to judge that. Like Each team has particular guys that you trust, like... Zach Lowe as an overall guy. Obviously, Woj, Shams, Stein, Haynes, Jake Fisher to a degree. Like, he's pretty good. But, yeah, yeah. Just be careful with, like, Legion, uh, NBA Central, Hoops Nation. They're, they're, they're the bullshit ones. You like the pick of Rain Repair to the... Blazer, a good value to get him at 43. Not as high on repair as others, but that's a good value pick, I think. Yeah, it is good for Bates. He did look not league worthy. I don't I don't think he is league worthy, but good for him to get picked. Um Keontae Johnson at 50 for the Thunder. All right, he's an older player. He's an interesting wing-sized guy. He reminds me very much, which is intriguing because he's going to OKC. He reminds me very much of um, oh, was it, uh, the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams. He reminds me of him. So that is intriguing that he goes there. Keontae Johnson at 50. Older player, we had that heart problem, but that's all good now. They're into the final 10 picks. I'm seeing some people just be like, uh, I hate Amani Bates. There's no way he's an NBA player. And other guys, oh, I really like the upside swing. I had him outside the top 60. I get it. The shooting is there. The size is there. But so much bullshit around him. Um, especially with some of these guys still on the board, like Trace Jackson Davis. Like... Yeah, these got Jalen Slauson, Terquavion Smith, Mike Miles. Yeah. Some very interesting selections and non-selections. 
Sorry, I just had to adjust the camera there. Who's going at 51? A lot of pe people are hating that Jackson Davis, even Trace Jackson Davis is tweeting that he should have been picked. <clears throat> Um, okay, we're just waiting on these final... Just roll them out, man. Got the Nets up next. They should take Jackson Davis. Come on, just finish this draft off. Need to go put all this together. I need to have something to eat as well. That'd be good. Get some lunch in. So what's been the biggest surprise for you guys so far in the draft? What have you been shocked with? What are you surprised with? What's the best value pick? What's the best pick overall? You guys who are here in the chats, what do you think? Sonogo should be picked. I agree. Based on current teams, who do I expect top 100 picks in redraft leagues? Um, Mark, it's way too early to know that. Because again, it's you can't base it on current teams when there's going to be 150 players change teams and other trades go down. Obviously, Wembenyama, Maybe Scoot. Probably Brandon Miller. Maybe Derek Lively. Not convinced on Anthony Black. Maybe Taylor Hendricks. Probably not. Probably Jarris Walker. Hard to know. I'd say there'd be three or four of them, but I don't know yet. GG got drafted to Memphis at 55. No plans on a Victor soundbite at this point. Oh, yeah, Sasser, that was a crazy pick, yeah. Apparently, the Kings, I have heard Kyle Kuzma is who they're going for. Um, 51, Jalen Wilson from Kansas. I'm not really sure that Jalen Wilson is a good NBA player, but oh well, that's where we're at at this point in the draft. I think there are better options. Obviously, you can see on my list, his mock draft ADP was 51. He was 53 on my board, so it's not terrible. There were just other guys I would have taken ahead of him. 52, Phoenix, welcome to the draft. Do they even care? Are they even going to say a name? Jackson Davis. Got to take Jackson Davis. Yeah, Whitmore was a slide. Yeah, the Whitmore slide was crazy. Bilal at seven was pretty crazy. Sensible going that late. Yeah, I agree. It's going to make very... I'm going to do a full recap show tomorrow where we sit back and look at it team by team and how it makes sense and all that sort of stuff. But there's a lot to go... Lots to go through here that I'm not going to get to today because I am tired. 
I want to get this show put out as a podcast as well, even though it's in two parts because of the stupid technical stuff. Do I think the Nets will keep hoarding wings? No, I don't. Murray Bailey's got good upside. I do like that pick, Daniel, for the for Charlotte to get in there. Come on, Phoenix, are you going to do something? My back is killing me. Okay. How many of you guys who are watching this, there's not many of you left, are headed to the Summer League? I don't know. I was waiting. For, it's like I was waiting for someone to reply. Wow, people. People in the comments of my video, a grown man hating on a twenty-year-old. I don't know who I hated on. People are so stupid. Uh, apologies if you are rewatching. It's definitely not hate. It's just giving an analysis. What do you even say? Yeah, man, really love him. Can't wait to touch him. He's so awesome. Everyone's great. We love it. It's just the best. It's just hate. It's just giving analysis. Like, what do you want me to say? People just don't, like, oh, you're a hater if you don't love everything about a player. Like, yeah. I have, Avery, a long time ago. Do you know that airplane is called Flying High in Australia for some reason? I don't know why. When does Summer League start? Vegas Summer League starts July 6th or 7th, but Sacramento starts before that. I'm not going to Sacramento Summer League, going to Vegas Summer League. Phoenix better draft a starter. There's no chance they're drafting a starter here. Come on, who's at 52 here? Phoenix. There's, oh yeah, no, there's always such a, like, you must, like, older players are immediate impacts, younger players are not. It's just, I don't know, it's just not true, man. Who is going at 52? We need to get this done. Orlando Summer League is done, Musa. They don't do that anymore. They brought back Sacramento and Utah and got rid of Orlando. Because Orlando didn't even allow people to go watch. Do you expect Wimby to play big minutes in Summer League? No. If he plays zero games, I wouldn't be surprised. He might play one game is my expectation. With Phoenix drafting here, are the Knicks the only team that hasn't been involved? Philadelphia as well. Knicks and Sixers have not been involved in the draft. And yeah, there's going to... So Nathan Grubel on Twitter, Draft Deep, has been about a ton of talent in the undrafted free agent market. Those who have done their homework... There's some real gems. Yeah, there is. There's going to be some real... And because we've got the three two-ways now as well. There's going to be some really interesting things happen and trying to get a hold on all of that. And that's what I'm going to wait for to do the full recap is to look at the undrafted guys too. How is Trace Jackson Davis still around? I don't love him, but he has to have gone by now. Tumani Kamara at 52. I like Tumani Kamara. And a wing... Defensive player. Actually, he might get rotation minutes for the Suns. 
He might get some rotation minutes. Now he's pick 53, and expecting rotation minutes out of pick 53 is not always a great idea. But... the pick, 52, sorry, not 53. He's a good player. I him at 48. I've got to re- you know, go through and redo my dynasty board. I'm going to do... Tomorrow's going to be a full draft recap show. And then next week's going to be dynasty rookie ranks. And then I don't know what else, what I'm, where, where our stuff is going to come from. 53 is Minnesota. Um, who's the upcoming picks? Minnesota, Sacramento at 54. Who's at 55? Indiana. Memphis at 56. Um, Wizards at 59. And who's got 60 now? Is it Milwaukee? Yeah, it's Milwaukee. All right. Update that. Okay, let's finish this off. We've got five picks left. Six picks left. Okay. Dominic asking about my super early ballpark auction. No idea. It's just pointless me throwing a number out. No way of knowing that. Sorry, mate. Like, it's just too early. Yeah, Kamara could be like Tory Craig really quickly. That's the sort of player he is, I think. TJD's age has got to be the reason. Yeah, he is old, but old some old arsehole guys have... Arsehole. Old ass guys have gone already. Like, if we look through some of these old players that got drafted very early, like Hunter Tyson is old. Um, Jalen Pickett is old. Kobe Brown is old. Uh, Marcus Sasser is old. Chris Murray is old. Like a lot of those guys. Kamara to Washington for the Beal trade. No, this is the Suns pick. They didn't trade this pick. Marcus Noel getting disrespected. He cooked in the draft. Yeah, but he's five foot two, mate. I know he's not exactly five foot two, but he'll get an uh, undrafted free agent spot for sure. I don't think Indiana can pass him at 55. Trace, no. There's a rumor here Cam Whitmore was caught vaping in the locker room. What? And effort was the problem. Oh, no, it is, oh, no, it is the Wizards. Oh, sorry, my bad. I hadn't heard that that was happening. So it was part of the Beal trade. I, I had heard that they weren't giving that up in the Beal trade. My bad. Sorry to that guy who told me that. Huh. I had not heard that at all. So the Suns actually just don't... Oh, no, because they updated the details of it today, didn't they? Sorry, my bad. Yeah, someone said, wonder who the pick for Chris Livingston is. He was promised a selection. Yeah, so what? Don't pick me so I can go in the last four picks, like to Minnesota, Sacramento, Indiana, Memphis, Washington, and Milwaukee. I, I don't, Milwaukee? Maybe he's going there? John Wu said it was... John Wu? No, Jeremy Wu said it was medicals. Yeah, I heard the medical thing multiple times. But then Cam came out and said um, he doesn't know what the hell 
people are talking about with his medicals that he's fine. Report here that Mojave King is going to be a two-way for the Pacers. It's okay. This is... We're up 54 now, aren't we? 53, actually, Minnesota. Trace and Turquavion still being available is pretty crazy. I had them pretty high in my dynasty ranks. They just had really interesting translations. Obviously, you can tell that... Well, Phoenix doesn't have another second-round pick till 2031. Uh, oh my god. Can't Robbie Rich, what other US states beside Kentucky starts with a K? Kansas. Do I think Scoot got his deserved pick? No. I think he should have gone at number two. Jesus God, Sterling. Okay. Jalen Clark at 53. Hopefully, um, hang on. Shams has gone back to saying, no, as I thought, what are you fucking talking about, Shams? So, Tamani Kamara is with the Suns. <sighs> okay. Back to where we were before. So, Tamani Kamara does go to the Suns at 52. Thank you. I thought I was losing my mind. At right, 53 goes Jalen Clark with a bung Achilles. Very, very good defender. Excellent steals translation numbers. The Kings. Jackson Davis would be awesome for them. Um, all right. What pick is this one? 54 to the Kings. Whitehead is not playing in Summer League. We knew that with his broken foot. That's fine. Where's the Sterling Henderson soundbite from? Archer. What's for lunch? I don't know, mate. I don't actually have... I actually got some soup in the fridge. Maybe that. Maybe I have soup. But I've got to get this podcast turned into an audio form. I've got to edit it. I've got to go take my son to his tennis lesson. Jalen Slauson at 54. Yes. Love that. Just another Jalen to add to the NBA, but man, that's a great pick by Sacramento. Really, that's really good. Good to see Slauson get drafted as well. That keeps him in tier 14 for me for Dynasty Leagues. Pace is up at 55 now. Also means Slauson can come off my best available list. And I finally get to update it. Um... So who is my next best available? Okay. Do you guys know? Take a guess. You'll see it update on the screen in a sec. Slawson's, that's really good. So we're up to the paces at 55. 
I think I've got all of the teams right for the picks now. I think we're all settled, but then the chase is going to be on for undrafted free agents. That's always just a nightmare trying to figure that out. And not one player has been picked that I haven't had um, info on, graphics on, not that I've shown all the graphics, but I've done stuff for all of these players. So, so far, so good. We've got a couple of picks left. Let's see if we can make it through all 60 without having a random one. Remember the one that really killed me was a Jujas Kalazakis for the Bucks at pick 60 a couple of years ago. Um, Pacers, four picks left. Pacers, Grizzlies, Wizards, Bucks, I believe. Unless I've got one of those wrong. Thank you, you guys, for sticking around. Would Chet play in Summer League? Um, I, I think there's a possibility. I'm not sure, but I think there's a possibility. Yeah, it's always good to have Jessica Walter on this show with the Sterling job. Jesus God, Sterling. Okay. I will do something along that line, Isaac. Isaac, by the way, yeah, I see you're always on here, big Spurs guy. Can I just... Because my partner's business partner and her best mate is Ethiopian. I see your surname. Are you Ethiopian or Eritrean? Because that name feels very Ethiopian. Sorry, I don't know if that's offensive or not, but are you are you Ethiopian? Well, I'm casual economist for being here. The Pacers are taking Isaiah Wong, apparently. I haven't... Su- okay. So Isaiah Wong goes to the pace. Yeah, he's a solid enough player. Solid enough. Isaiah Wong. I had him at 64. So a little bit ahead there. A little bit older. Miami point guard. Still no Chris Livingston. I don't know what's going on there. Who is the most likely lottery pick to be traded? Probably nobody. It's very rare for a guy to be picked at the draft and then traded later. It doesn't happen in huge amounts. We saw it a little bit when we said with Abaji last year. It doesn't happen in a huge amount. I don't know if anyone is going to do that. How worried are you about Malcolm Brogdon's injury that ended the Clippers Wizards? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm quite worried about it. It seems significant. Oh, yeah, is that the weekend's name? I didn't know that. Okay, so here's someone who I have no idea. Memphis did take someone that I've got no idea about. Tariq Biberovic. Tariq Biberovic. What the hell? Um, okay, definitely. I have no idea who that is. Tariq Baberovic. All right, I need to look up who that is. He's obviously, he's a draft and stash guy. He's going to stay in Europe, but yeah, no idea. Can't tell you anything about him. I am sorry to say. And that brings us to pick 59. Oh, trade. 
The Warriors are trading Patrick Baldwin Jr. to the Wizards as part of the Chris Paul Jordan pool trade. Ah, interesting. Good upside swing for the Wizards. I like him. Hmm, very interesting. Patrick Baldwin. He's got some dynasty appeal, and now his situation just got way better. Way better. Very interesting. Okay. Keep an eye on that one. Will I do top undrafted players? I will, Bruno. That'll be a lot of that will be in tomorrow. Derek White, top 50 pick in redraft? Absolutely no idea. There's still plenty of things that can happen. He's in a great spot. Top 50 is probably a little risky. Does it mean anything for Kuzma? Nah, I think... Nah. Kuzma's gone. He's not coming back to the Wizards, I'm pretty sure. Do I think Bronny will be the number one pick next year? No chance. It'll be Ron Holland is my guess. Ah, uh, 57. The Warriors take Trace Jackson Davis. Oh, the, hang on. The Warriors have got this pick? Oh, uh, what? How did they get this pick? Oh, it's part of the Wizards, so it's in the Chris Paul deal, I'm guessing. Great pick. It's like actually pick 59, but man, that's really good. I know the Warriors are getting 57 from the Wizards and then getting Jackson Davis. Huge W. That's a massive W. And the Bucks are taking Chris Livingston at 58. So they shut down his workouts, Chris Livingston, so he could go up pick 58. What for? Or actually, yeah, pick 60 in reality. What? That's so weird. And that's it. That's the draft done. We're going to get all this other stuff come through. Um, let's go... Th- let me just quickly update what I'm doing here. So that was... Who are those last two picks? Trace at 59. Or let's say, let's say 57. And Livingston at... 58. Okay. So, my top undrafted players, you can see on that best available list, Turquavion Smith, Mike Miles, Ricky Council, um, Nadir Ifi, Adam Flagler, Adama Sonogo, Colin Castleton, Vincent Valerio Bodon, Demoy Hodge, Charles Bediaco, uh, Jazz Gortman, Sergevari Rice, Samari Moore, Justin Mutz, as well as Tabalis and Tosan Evbonwan, um, Drew Timmy, Nikos Ragkovopoulos, Justin Powell, Alex Fudge, Malcolm Kazalon. They're my best availables left at the moment. And I am, I'm going to wrap this up because I am cooked. So thank you to everyone for being a part of the show. Sorry for the little outage in the middle. This will be released if you want to relive it later on as a podcast and there will be a proper full podcast video tomorrow as well. <sighs> I think we're out. Let's just see if anything else interesting is going on. No, all right. We're back tomorrow. I'm done. I'm going to go eat, edit. I'll see you later. Follow us, podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.